Yeah. yeah, well, so I think that husbands shouldn't hit their wife, honest. And oh, I, are, 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 we are we Okay, okay. okay. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Texas, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We have got a super fun interview with Allie Worshipson um, <laughs> coming up. Really, if you guys have not seen Allie Woe in the comedy scene here in Austin, if you're not from India... Um, you're going to really enjoy this episode. Love getting to share the people that we love with all of you. Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women The man I'm wishing that I was fishing by the river tonight in Texas. But yeah, before we get into it, first as always, our favorite segment. And yours. Our not sponsors. Not sponsors. They do not sponsor us. Still not a dime. Not affiliated at all. No links, no discount no, codes, just no pure promo. American blue collar not sponsor. Seth, who's our first not sponsor today? Our first not sponsor is drugs. Drugs! drugs. Uppers, downers, and all arounders, we got them all. They're drugs. 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 They make you feel good. They make you feel bad. They make you feel all kinds of ways about everything. They are drugs. drugs. Nancy Reagan's favorite source of fun. Drugs. drugs. Do them a lot. Do them a little. Do them around your parents and pretend like you're not. Drugs. drugs. Just Give me that dopamine. Drugs. <laughs> They'll make you rethink your life. Drugs. They'll make you not think about your life. Drugs. People make you think it's a sin, but some of them might be okay. We still don't know. Thanks for my Southern Baptist upbringing for making this really hard to consume. Drugs. A possible business alternative whenever everything else fails. Drugs. Drugs. Shouts out the cartel. Drugs. Drugas. <laughs> Drugas. Is that how you say that? Drugas? Or narcotica? See? No, that's a different thing. Our other not sponsor for this sponsor? episode of Texas is Dairy Queen. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen! All aboard the constipation station. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen! You better turn that blizzard upside down. I came here to see it. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen! Making every small town in Texas a little obese, but very happy since 1953. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen! That's what I like about Texas. Dairy Queen. Queen. Our grandma from Crane, Texas ate a double cheeseburger from Dairy Queen every day for lunch from the time she was 25 till she was like 90 something. And she lived forever. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Do you want a Dilly Bar? Or do you want a Green Star? It's Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. You better dip that cone in that chocolate mother effer. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. If you didn't get all A's, you're not getting Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Letting you smoke in the restaurant since 2005. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. I love Dairy Queen so much. Dairy I, Queen's the best. I can honestly, unabashedly. I, I subtly crave a blizzard every day. It's not subtle. It's can obvious. You, well, like, no, just every. Like, what, what delicious frozen treat is better than all of your favorite candies just, just mashing into some, that delicious like, upside down ice yeah, cream. Yeah, yeah, and, and name another restaurant that'll flip it upside down for you. Nobody. Name nobody one. will do it. Name one. I'll wait. Yeah, what's your what's your go-to Dairy Queen order? Go-to Dairy Queen order. I know it's a tried and true. It is a classic. It is the Oreo Blizzard. Good one. Good one. Did you ever do the put it in the freezer? Like you'd yeah, have the, put in the freezer, you, pull it, it out. out. It's a different texture. It's a different texture. It's really that was good with Butterfinger. Good with Butterfinger as well. I man, what was your what was your order? So I went from Butterfinger Blizzard yeah. to Snickers Blizzard, and now I'm a large dip cone guy. 
Lord I just love me a good just a scoop getting that dip. You know what that means? I think that means you're ready to be a daddy. That's, I, that's what dude, that means because that's such a dad move. It's it's a dad move. That's I'm, that's belted have you jean seen, shorts. Have you seen this hat? I've seen the hat. I've that, seen that. That's like, am like, I playing nine holes or am I having a baby? You're one pair of New Balances away. Yeah. We're not hinting at me having a baby right now. No, we're Just not. Just before I get any messages, is Jenny pregnant? No, not pregnant. Although I um, am going to have a lot of fun with that. I Yeah, please. You've do. just given me so much ammo. Uh, but uh, uh, I had a Dairy Queen story, and I think I just forgot it. Oh, well. One time, my friend Cody sprinkled cocaine on a dip cone, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. In college? In college, yeah. Did he eat it? Or yeah, he, he ate it. it. Yeah, he ate wow. it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love just that. a random story. Heck yeah! Well, what? Uh, who's our? Uh, who's our small town of the week? Our small town of the week. Small town of the week is a town called Jefferson, Texas. Not after Jefferson White, right? Not after Jefferson okay. White. So Jefferson is a city in Marion County in Texas northeastern region. Okay. Population currently one thousand eight hundred seventy-five. Not tiny. Not tiny, tiny, yeah. but really, really small, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny because. In the 1800s, it had a population of 30,000. What happened? So the reason I'm, railroad, I'm bringing this railroad, one up, railroad, it, 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 railroad, it is railroad, but it's not what you think. It's not what you think. So here's here's the story of Jefferson, Texas, a city in which pretty much every single building that is a like county building yeah. is a historical landmark because they're all abandoned. Well, because they're, they were all built in the early 1800s. So yeah. th- this was one of the seats of Texas. It was the biggest shipping port outside of Galveston for the longest time. So it's by the ocean. No, not really. Okay. It's, it's close enough. So what it, they could do, inland. it is inland. And because of what, what is called the Red River Raft or the Great Raft mm-hmm. that was blocking the, le- the, that was raising the level of the Caddo Lake and the Red River, they could get steamboats in and out. Okay. So it became kind of the seat of shipping between like New Orleans and, and all these other yeah, port cities. Yeah, like the Panama Canal. Kind. Exactly. Probably so, not, but that's how I view it in my mind. So instead of having a railroad, they had these shipping yards. Okay. And all these shipping yards brought all sorts of businesses mm-hmm. to Jefferson City. It was one of the, it was the sixth biggest city at a certain point. Okay. So eventually... <laughs> With intentions to grow, I With the assume. intention to grow. So just a few years after the Civil War, it, it had a population of 30,000 people. Okay. Right? And it was one of the most important ports. But what happens is the Army of Corps of Engineers discovers this substance called nitroglycerin. And they decide to blow up the red raft to, like, level everything out. So not to test nitroglycerin. No. That this was a, this was a we government this project. We know this is what's going to happen. Blow that up. And it was because they wanted to put in a railroad. Okay. So unlike they knew if you don't have one, unlike all these other cities, yeah, that didn't get the railroad, they made the right decision. They were like, you know what, we're going to put a railroad here. This is obviously yeah. an important city. Let's blow the crap out of this dam mm-hmm. and let's let's lower the water level. Yeah, good which idea. Which they did. Yeah. And the the ensuing chaos was such. Was it immediate? Just? It was pretty much immediate. So no way. this guy comes in and wants to establish his railroad. Mm-hmm. And there's a fight between him and the, and the governorship. They don't want to use his. He wants to use theirs. Okay. There is a railroad eventually that goes through it, but okay. there's such a big infighting between it. They can't establish uh, shipping. Like, they can't establish their logistics. Commerce, right? Yeah, like, exactly. They can't agree on who's They mess it up so much that people just start leaving. And no so with, within, within several years, the population plummets from 30,000 to like 10,000. <laughs> and they lose all their business. That's over 50%. That's over 50%. So what happens is eventually this, this uh, Jewish couple who ran the post office and a couple other like mm. city, you know, commerce events buys the city 
and makes it makes it into a uh, historical landmark so that they can't like you know completely run it out like annihilate the city mm-hmm. basically. and the only reason it's still around is because of these people no yeah, way. 100%. Shout out those, those people. I'll say their names after I unlock my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying not to look at the phone. I'm trying, trying to not. We're trying little, to do a couple. A little, yeah. A little less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Research. Hold on one second. Um, Jacob and Ernestine Stern mm-hmm. in uh, the Stern Fountain was given to the city in 1913 in honor of them. That's the okay. Jewish couple who settled right. in Jefferson before the war. Okay. And once they saw what was happening, kind of bought the town. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's I Jefferson. Love that. And there, since 2000, Jefferson has been location for Pulpwood Queens Book Club Girlfriend Weekend's annual conference. Shouts out. And that's currently their their biggest claim to fame, <laughs> as well as house home of the famous T.J. Blackburn Syrup Works since right. 1927. I want to go visit. And that's. This place. I mean, it sounds like a cool place to visit. Every single every single building has history. Was yeah. around before the Civil what War. What year did they blow the dam up? Or the that was in 1873. So Taylor Sheridan, 1873. Hey, 1873. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that has all the work. Has all the workings really of good something really Taylor cool. Taylor Sheridan flick, infighting, violent. Ever watch that sh- that uh, that show Texas Rising? Yes. I think this is mentioned. Toto worked on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think this was mentioned in it, but I, okay. I can't remember if, if it was actually mm-hmm. the scene of anything or just like, oh, they blew up the whatever. Heck yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's my that's, that's awesome. my small town of the week. Running a small business is incredibly hard when you have no idea how to market it or brand it clearly. Small business owners, small business operators across the country work so hard to make products and services that they are proud of, but almost always hit a plateau in growth. That's why Creators Collective is here to help. For years, we have helped businesses triple, quadruple, even five times their revenue by creating branding and marketing content that clarifies your brand and drives sales. So if you are at a bottleneck or at a plateau, trying to grow your small business, even stay in business, make sure to visit creatorscollective.us right now. Schedule a call so we can find out what services you need, how we can work with you, and make sure that we can boost your bottom line so that you can grow as a business. Do you want to hear about uh, want to hear about Once Upon a Time in Texas history? Yes, please. So Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. <laughs> once Upon a Time in Texas history. The U.S. Army decided to experiment with camels. <laughs> what? Following the California Gold Rush of 1849, there became an increasing need to protect and supply the growing population of Americans in the Southwest. Okay. After attempts to build uh, the Transcontinental Railroad succumbed to sectional politics, the Secretary of War, uh, Jefferson Davis, decided to experiment with camels <laughs> okay. as a means of transporting military stuff. No way. Across the Great American Desert. So they were pulling tanks? As a result... Uh, Major H.C. Wayne was dispatched to the Middle East in 1855 to study and procure the first first group of dromedaries. No way. He returned the following year with 33 camels. They disembarked together with several Greek and Turkish drivers in Indianola, Texas on May 14th, 1856. Okay. They stopped in San Antonio where it was demonstrated that they could rise from its knees with two bales of Texas cotton. And I just, wonder how many people watched that, by the way. And just started walking. Yeah. Uh, they ended up getting another herd of 41 camels because it, it was effective. Yeah. They could carry more than a horse mm-hmm. or a mule longer and further. Now, yeah. ultimately, this experiment was abandoned because camels' feet are too soft to deal with the rocky terrain of the mm-hmm. American Southwest. They're more yeah. suited to actual desert. Yeah, soft. They also scared the crap out of horses. <laughs> horses do not like camels yeah. at all. 
But for the next several years, they they were used to to get as far as California yeah. trans, transporting military gear. Heck? Starting in Texas, ultimately they uh, they fell into Confederate hands, and then back to the Union Army. Okay, and most were sold at auction in 1866. Now, here's my favorite part: a few of these camels escaped and lived in the Texas the West Texas desert until the early 1900s, and just died and off just just or? died naturally. Yeah, whoa, crazy, right? That's wild. I also love the image of a horse seeing a camel come and say, oh, look at her. What is that? What is that? <laughs> Whoa, no, no. Cloven <laughs> feet. Are you get out of like just get out of here? You devil horse. Get out of here. You cow looking horse. My mama warned me about things like you. <laughs> you look like a giraffe had sex with a horse. <laughs> uh, You're on fire today, dude. I'm always on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about your self confidence. I, uh, you know, does. I just like I. I wish that we could build you up a little more. I, you know, it's people always think I'm taller because my confidence yeah. just makes me appear. Yeah, a little. Yeah, for me, it's the hair. Yeah, they the, think the, it. The, well, they think you're Jesus, too. right? They do. Think um, welcome to a segment called "Gotta Remember the Dairy Queen Story." So I was in Puerto right. Rico. <laughs> and, um, so I was, I was in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. I was in Puerto Rico, and I, me and a friend, stole a raft, and we're in this mm-hmm. lagoon because they borrowed. There were no, we stole it. Um, I'm not gonna like allegedly, factually. We 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 had a conversation where we said, okay, the tour. It was a a bioluminescent okay, tour. There you go. And there were tours for it, but we're mm-hmm. in college, you know. So we were like, well, we can pay a hundred dollars, or we could take that that, that rat right there and just sort of get on the caboose. Mm-hmm. We did that. Cool. I don't support what I did. Cool. But, but we did it. All right. Telling the truth. I just don't want to tell a story and then and then someone would be like, I know what really happened, yeah. and then I get canceled for stealing hey, a kayak in 2013. I, I appreciate the honesty. Thank you. Um, that's not what this is about. It's about Dairy Queen. About Dairy Queen. And so we're doing this tour and we start talking to some people, and there were a lot of couples, and so eventually and they all know each other. So what are you guys here for? We're here for the Dairy Queen franchise owner retreat. Nice. And I said, no way, you guys own Dairy Queens. That's awesome. We're talking. And then I go, yeah, we're from Texas. And the guy literally goes, bleep this out. Texas. <laughs> Agre- super serious. Yeah, yeah. And all of them echo the sentiment. Yeah, like, yeah. Texas sucks. We hate Texas. Whoa. Why? Mm-hmm. Dairy Queen does so much better business in Texas that the Dairy Queen, if you franchise a Dairy Queen in Texas, you get access to like better chicken fingers, oh, wow. better steak fingers, better fries. So they're like a subsection There's of like the association. Subsection. <laughs> like Dairy Queen thrives at a level in Texas Did they that get owners treatment? in Milwaukee are like, I hate everything I hate about Texas. Yeah. Like I'm dealing with these right. like rooster fingers. They're mm-hmm. getting prime Tyson stuff. Yeah. Just like a funny little that's amazing. like so that's, when, a, that's an adorable little anecdote. Thank you. Yeah. So when they say that's what I like about Texas, there are all these owners of Dairy Queen up in Washington just like, God, God dang. <sighs> Gotta move so to Texas. Yeah, yeah. There. Um so that was a Dairy Queen story. You want to hear fun. about our Texas but who's our badass of the week? Does it have anything to do with Dairy Queen? Because that'd be cool. It doesn't, but I'm sure this man's actually loved right, Dairy cool. Queen. His Fair. name is Kenneth Anderlich. Handle on Instagram is running at running underscore out of underscore money underscore okay throw it out there cool holder of the fastest known time running west to east across texas wow so this past year 2022 mm-hmm. kenneth and a couple of friends took off from outside of el paso ran upwards of 50 miles a day yeah to get across texas in the fastest known time that we've ever seen 
and didn't just do it like like blew the record out of the water blew it out of the water made it look easy i had multiple friends that went out there to help him i didn't have a car so i wasn't sure. able to go i've talked to him though great amazing yeah, yeah. guy he also raised um Upwards of twenty thousand dollars wow. for the pay it forward, clean and sober living fundraiser, and a, and a donor matched it. So wow. like doubled so like 40, that. Did it for an amazing cause, but yep. like he cruised it. Yeah, this wasn't like what's the time? So I I still can't find his actual time, and I don't want to get it wrong. Well, okay, but it fair, was like fair. it was less than seventeen days. I think. Whoa. And so I, I just want to read a little bit. He made an Instagram post, and I love it. Yeah, so please. so here's what he said. Go follow this guy. Freaking incredible. Um, because in Texas, we look out for our own. I take so much pride in where I stay and who I keep around me now. I'm not political right or left, and I don't think it matters. I saw something that could be improved and asked if anyone wanted to come along for the ride. That was it. This whole experience was life-changing. This will open new doors to those who want to give back, push their limits, and make a difference within themselves or around them. I don't like pain. The thing that sucks is that I can endure it a good amount until the wheels fall off. I don't know if people will understand that this run was 90% mental, that I didn't train for this day in and day out, and that the only way I got through this was through my attitude of gratitude. It's cheesy, but like my gas station burritos, that's how I analyze what's in front of me. 23,000 grand of, of the climb, 850 miles, averaged almost 70,000 steps a day, eight to nine minute pace with 10 to 15 minute breaks every four to five miles, and a half hour lunch break with eight to 10 minute naps on the lunch breaks. About 45 miles a day, eight to 10 hour days. Um, I am from 6 a.m. to for three to 5 p.m. I didn't put in more than 70 mile weeks for my training, three hours in the gym a week, three hours of cycling a week, give or take, and stayed on my feet a lot during work. The training and planning were simple and attainable and yeah i just want to read that little excerpt you can go follow him and like follow the whole journey shout out to him um he it, stands for everything that we promote here on this exactly podcast. we want well, him on the we, show we obviously well. want him on the show um you are um, kidding you're, you're welcome here invited. anytime um because you know this is i'd offer to give you a ride but clearly you clearly don't need own. it just run from san antonio but you know there's <laughs> in this running world we have yeah. runners here yeah i'm, I'm a runner it's, it's mm -hmm. a thing we're part of that community and there's like two sects of these FKT transcon yeah. running across states guys. So the guys that are like, it's hard and it's supposed to be hard and I suffer and yeah. and it's me and you got to find those demons. And, and then there's the people who are right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the people that have a little bit of humility. There's the people I want to hang out with. And there, there's people yeah. like Kenneth who are like, I want to do this. I want to yeah. do it for a cause that means something to me. I, he has a whole story that I'd rather him come on exactly and share. So I'm not going to tease it, but, but more than anything, thank you for promoting the ideals that we stand for yep. in such a humble, positive mm -hmm. way for, for setting the standard, literally not, yeah. not just how fast you can run from one side of the state to the other, but of, of how, how to be a Texan do it. and how, how to do it in a yeah. way that like spreads joy, spreads positivity. And, and makes like, an impact. Makes an impact. So, yeah. shouts out to Kenneth Anderlich. Shout out to you, sir. You are a Texas badass. And now, if you guys have made it this far, go get a blizzard, sit down, and enjoy this interview with, with Ali, Ali Vodovich. Just, just hit the W and then have a spasm with on the Ali Which is one of her jokes. Yeah, true. That's one of her yeah, jokes. Her jokes. That's her joke. She, she said it. All right. Enjoy, y'all. Still talking nonsense. Still, Jake all gives right. us the all clear. <laughs> all right, you're clear? 
Un- unlike American Airlines, we can take off today. Uh, <laughs> oh, he got an airline oh, joke there in we before go, they there even we did go. it. All right. Yeah. Wow. We're ready all- <laughs> on point lately. Yeah. All right. All right. We're, we're in Texas update mode. Texas update mode. All right. Cool. Welcome to the Texas update. Welcome back to another another segment of the Texas update where we are so prepared and we definitely memorized our jokes. We memorized everything. Every single one. In the last week, Congress took 15 rounds of voting to elect Speaker of the House California rep Kevin McCarthy. And I thought I had the longest run time between sequels, said Avatar director James Cameron. <laughs> Joe Rogan is rumored to be opening his new comedy club on the historic 6th Street in Austin, Texas, marking the first club where comedians will have to cage fight to get stage time. Oh, no. <laughs> the only thing they're going to be roasting is meat. Uh, today, all U.S. flights were grounded due to a technical error. It's also the last day of Mercury retrograde. Said astrology, bitches. Will you listen to us now? <laughs> Over the last few days, over 300,000 energy customers in California have lost all power due to an atmospheric river dumping rain throughout the state. Unrelated, Greg Abbott was caught doing a rain dance while sacrificing a bull in his office last week. <laughs> It's midwinter in Texas, and we all across Texas are enjoying our favorite winter activities. Beaches, barbecues, and working on our tan. Feels great outside. Love it. (laughs) 80 degrees. Uh, A customer at a taqueria in Houston shot a man who was robbing it. When asked why he acted so fast, he said, well, I figured the cops would choke. Ha! <laughs> Question is to also back to the Greg Abbott because you said dance, and I'm sorry for the people who have messaged us about the Greg Abbott dotes. He he literally knows how to pop, lock, and turn it. Anyway, all right, <laughs> all right. We are joined today on the Texas Podcast. You've heard a oh, a man. new voice, a wonderful voice. Ali Wong is with us. <laughs> and- Famous comedian Ali Wong. Ali Wong. <laughs> Ali, you look different than I expected. Yeah, I have two less kids than you expected yeah, to have. Fair. Okay, for off the bat, you go by Ali Wong on stage. Yeah. How do we say your last name? Okay, so my name is Allison Voitovich. Voitovich. Yes. That W is bullshit. Wow. Yeah, it's a Polish last name. <laughs> okay. Take it up with them, but yeah. Got it. Ali Wong is the nickname. But wow. You definitely weren't made fun of in school at all. None. Yeah, None. no, Zero. nothing. Yeah. No. First day of middle school, my math teacher thought, because my family pronounces it like wrong so i grew mm. up saying watovich which gotcha is that just for other people like I, yeah i feel like they thought that was easier but it's yeah, actually it's more actually confusing fair. and yeah. so i started saying it right later but as a kid mm-hmm. i was like oh my last name is watovich yeah first day of middle school my math teacher thought i said what a bitch and she gosh. kept saying it like i was like right. no watovich and she's like what a bitch okay yeah. allison what a bitch and that just turned into wow. you're like great everyone heard and that. now we're all right and, I was, I love being and that's how comedians are born i was pretty shy too like i was always trying to be nice oh, to people, you know, so I was like, oh no. (laughs) And so people who don't know, like from home, we have a really large Polish contingent in Texas. Yeah. And you are born and bred Texan. I am. However, my parents are from upstate New York. Yeah, but we forgive them. Yeah, you know. So how do we go from upstate New York, not just to Round Rock, Texas, but posting videos of you at 10 years old getting your first hog? Which we're told would be an award winning. (laughs) So we're going to go and put it now it's on the record. Ali Wo has the largest hog in Texas. No, okay. Okay, let's back Of up. all the comedians currently working. Probably of all the, the comedians. Yeah, oh, for sure. Dean might fight me on that one. Uh, he'll lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so uh, upstate New York is like just as country as Texas. Yeah. It's very hick. Like, so my parents grew up hunting and fishing. Okay. Um, my dad went to school in New York, all that stuff. They met and got engaged and all that stuff up uh-huh. there. When he left, he got a job at IBM. 
in Austin. One of those OGs. Okay. Yeah, one Heck of the OGs yeah. when nice. he was like, oh yeah, living in Wells Branch was really far north of Austin. Yeah, there was like space I was in the between the two. Right. Him and my uncle used to dove hunt where Dell headquarters is now. Oh, Are wow. you serious? Yeah. That's funny. I still dove hunt where Dell headquarters <laughs> is right now. Fun fact, yeah, it used to be legal to just like sit in the parking lot and yeah. shoot birds like of what like HEBs too. So Yeah, it's still yeah. legal if you don't get caught. It is. It's very fun. <laughs> crap. Okay, so yeah. born here, right here in Texas, born, right? Yeah. Born in Austin, raised in Round Rock. When that is rare, <laughs> affordable Austin. Um, like, when did comedy come into into play for you? Were you a theater kid? You said you were shy. Just I was a theater yeah. kid. Okay, so gotcha. like, Represent. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always been very like bubbly and just yeah. smiley and stuff. And so like, um, loved to sing. Like, if I was a, when I was a kid, people um, would ask what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I'd say Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Love like, it. I was playing Shania on the way here. <laughs> to get <really> tough. <laughs> You know, Wait, can so, you give us a little like? Oh lift? no, I'm not gonna no? sing. Oh, come, on. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> no, here we'll, we'll just all match pitch. Ready, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I, I I liked to sing when I was younger, and then mm-hmm. just kind of got into acting, stage acting, right. And um, I got cast in Shitface Shakespeare. Okay, as an adult, which we were talking about before the show. Yeah. Um, where we would do a Shakespeare play. Like I was very classically trained. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did a lot of actual mm-hmm. Shakespeare, mm-hmm. but this was different because we'd do a Shakespeare play and then we'd get one actor drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'd have to just do the play with a drunk actor. <laughs> which is real fun. <laughs> which was yeah. so fun. Like mm-hmm. it was so fun for the audience, but at the same time, it's like, it's so much improv and it's mm-hmm. in Shakespearean English as yeah. much as you can keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Cause that's even funnier. And so like, <laughs> what dost thou do, sir? Thou art yeah. a drunk, you know, yeah. just dumb yeah. stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I was so bad at improv and mm. I didn't want to take an improv class. So you just went so all in with that. I was like, let sure. me try stand up. Yeah. Cause I need to get funnier. I need to okay. get used to talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. I was bad at those things. So I just started creeping at open mics and like yeah. figuring yeah. out how it worked. And then I started trying it and like, it's the hardest thing I've ever done on stage and I don't like being bad at things. And you've been so. drunk on stage. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's way easier to be drunk. Heck on yeah. stage. And at least in comedy, you don't have to speak an iambic pentameter. True. Unless that's you fair. want to. Fair. It's a better joke if you do though. That's true. <laughs> Little challenge. That's really funny. <laughs> Bookmark really quick going, going back. And so like, what was the first play that you did? And was it kind of like, once you're on stage, was it love at first? play like I mean I was little I was in like sixth grade I think okay there so there was this thing where um the high school needed some younger kids to like play smaller parts in their plays so they cast me when I was in sixth grade in A Christmas Carol no way and yeah so I like got to know the high school directors before I was even up there so I got to do a high school play every year of middle school yeah and then once I got to high school, I was already like really tight with the theater kids mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff and just kind of went from there. But okay. I was like a small part in A Christmas Carol. That's awesome. That. Yeah. And what What is it like being a theater kid in Round Rock? Because we, we had the experience of like small West Texas town yeah. theater yeah. kids. Which so is its own thing. Its own thing. Yeah, I think I think it kind of differs depending on who's at the school. Like mm-hmm. it was interesting when I started hanging out with those kids. I mean, I was a sixth grader and some of these are 12th graders, yeah. right? Like they're like idols to me yeah, you know they're like adorable. they're so cool yeah, yeah like yeah. you guys know everything and <laughs> you have cars yeah and it was but it was so cool because like 
the theater program at Round Rock High at the time encouraged kids to do stuff other than theater. They didn't want okay. us to just be theater kids. So yes, it took a lot of time, but there were a lot of like dancers and cheerleaders and athletes okay. and like, you know, like brainiacs, like the NHS president, like yeah. a lot of them were, you know, yeah. like all that stuff. So it was a big mix of people that okay. kind of did stuff, which I really liked because mm -hmm. yeah. um, you get like a bigger variety of people and it's like, wasn't as stigmatized to be a theater kid. Cause like, oh, well the captain of the swim team is in the theater kid. Right. Yeah. So you like, guys don't get picked on as much. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. I mean, I was definitely one of the more like strict theater kids, right. but yeah. <laughs> well, cause you loved it, right? I did. Yeah. 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 I was very busy, but like I mm -hmm. mostly did theater by the time I was in high school. Heck yeah. Yeah. So as you were going through high school, did you have that thought in the back of your head? Like, I'm going to go out to Los Angeles or New York and like give it a shot. I wasn't sure. Like mm -hmm. I knew I kind of needed to go to college. It was mm -hmm. like parents were pushing for college and sure. stuff. And they do so, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I respect yeah. it. Yeah. Like, so I was, a, I was a really good student. And so mm -hmm. I had good options, which was cool. And, um, looked at a bunch of programs, decided I wanted to try to study theater, um, ended up actually going to UT <laughs> for theater. Oh, nice. so I can't escape Austin. Um, <laughs> Just can't get out of it. It's a good program. It's great. But yeah. yeah, so I studied, I went there cause I could actually double major and yeah. I added a kinesiology major as well. Nice. So I had a variety of science gotcha. and art. Well, was kinesiology like a, okay, theater doesn't work out. I had this fallback. Yeah. I was, I'm too like, I'm too hard on myself. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to ask for things. So I was like, I can't graduate college and be like a starving artist. I need sure. to have some way to make money. Yeah, be a ripped well. artist instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a be a hot artist. Yeah. You know? right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, let's just do that because then my day job can be something I care about too. Yeah. You know, I can be a personal trainer or right. something. Yeah. Free gym else. membership. It's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. And yeah. what was like, if you could tomorrow go play this part again? What was your favorite role you ever got to play? Oh man, I would love, this is so lame. I would love to play Elizabeth Bennett again in Pride and Prejudice. No way. That's a yeah. Okay. Um, that's a really difficult play to do because whoever like took it from novel to play, the character of Elizabeth goes off stage for probably 10 seconds the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like there was one exit Whoa. for my character the whole that's time. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 180 pages of script and that was the hardest script for me to ever memorize, but it taught me like tried and true how to memorize. Like yeah. after that role, I was like, okay, I, I can memorize anything. I know, yeah. I know how to do it and I can teach other people how to do it. Well, what's, what was the secret? What'd you learn? Um, it's silly. I always say I take a piece of the character with me that I play and mm -hmm. Elizabeth walks throughout the whole play, like all mm -hmm. the time. It's a thing that they make fun of her for. Okay. And I just could not memorize these lines. So I was like, screw it. I need to leave the house. I started walking and I took the script with me. Okay. And I already knew I, remember things that I hear very yeah. well. So I was already reading the lines out to myself. So I took the script and I walked and I read it out loud to myself. So I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it and I'm moving my body. Ooh. And for some reason that just like, it was all three types of learning at once. Yeah. yeah. Even better is if you can force yourself to sit down and hand write all of your lines as one monologue. Yeah. Cause then you like see it in your own handwriting and you mm -hmm. don't need to know what your cues are. You're genuinely memorized. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But I used to do the thing lot. where you do the first letter of every single thing you say. Yeah, that's every, a good yeah, trick too. I've heard that. I didn't know that one until later. It's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. It's like good for quick stuff. Yeah. Um, but definitely. So as you do these very long things, these like actor challenges, what do you look to in the future that you want to try that's similar to that? Oh, man. Or something that scares you in that field? Oh, God. I mean, I if we're talking like big dream, yeah. I would be like dream to get to do a, a some role at Shakespeare's globe. Mm -hmm. Like I love, right. I love Shakespeare. Wow. 
Um, and that's like, I mean, that's the highest honor. I would be yeah. shitting uh-huh. myself and so scared. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that might be a scariest stand-up if I got cast in a play yeah. there. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> what would be like the dream Shakespeare role? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, we're just making you manifest. Right. That's what we're all. I know, right? About. Okay, so this is gonna sound so bad. One, it's literally like his first tragedy, and it's mm. not as popular, but it's called Titus Andronicus. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's like his grossest play, but it's such a crazy plot. I would love to play like literally the villain in that because okay. he's like, I don't, I, I like roles that don't make sense to me. And that yeah. one, like, why are you such a bitch? You yeah, know? Sure. Um, so yeah. Do you find that as you dive into these characters, you create empathy for like that person and that thing in you as well as the thing in the world? Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's like, I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. The guy that played Dahmer in the latest biopic, mm-hmm. he was yeah. like, the guy cracked a joke, like, oh, someone yeah. check on that guy. And I was like, no, for real, no, for someone real, somebody go check, check well, on someone him. Someone has had to yeah. check. Like he's talked about like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, this is, I got a little too into this. Like, yeah, this was a lot. So the way I describe it, it, it like I, people kind of look at actors as these people just don't have personalities and they're faking everything. But the way that we were trained at UT at least Mm -hmm. is you have to understand yourself really well before you can play another part. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's like, basically like everyone starts here as a baby and then, you know, certain qualities stick out, Yeah. but maybe for you, these qualities stick out and then like Uh these two. And so it's like, what, what about your environment is making certain qualities stick out and what if your environment were different? So Mm -hmm. Allison, I know how I am today, but if I were raised, the way like Hitler was raised, you know, yeah, that's the example yeah. they actually use in acting class. Yeah, just like, to make it your cast is Hitler and you don't think you're the bad right. guy. Yeah. How yeah. do you do that? How do you yeah. do that? Because no one thinks of themselves as the bad guy. Yeah. And you yeah. have to like walk mm-hmm. yourself through that of like, if you I were in this position, choices. how would I, why would yeah. I think that? And that's why everyone kind of comes to a different conclusion and no one mm-hmm. plays a part the same. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it makes it interesting. Yeah. Like you lose a kid, someone might scream, someone else might instantly sob. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's different. So how do you find that that type of training prepared you for stand-up? Um, it, it did and it didn't (laughs) because I realized with acting, it's really easy to hide behind your character Mm -hmm. that you're playing, even though you're really like, you're pulling out, well, this is how I would react if I lost my kid. Mm -hmm. The audience is still looking at it as like King Lear just lost their kid. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, in that instance, it's like there's still a level of separation. You also aren't supposed to look at the audience. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like if you're kind of sucking, you don't really notice. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no one to look at. Yeah. Ideally, you're just in your world. Yeah. Well, even yeah. like theater etiquette is way different. Yeah. Than right. Way different. If there Super. is etiquette in a The fact that I show up club. before my comedy shows, like everyone compliments mm-hmm. me for being so punctual. And I'm mm-hmm. like, like I was a little bit late today and I felt really bad because <laughs> it was I like pulled genuinely, up right behind you. Like genuinely, I try to like be early because yeah. in theater mm-hmm. the saying was like if you're not early you're late yeah exactly you know you're supposed you're, to start rehearsal yeah if you're on time you're late yeah yeah, yeah. football but i don't have <laughs> right? a, i don't have a car football <laughs> yeah, uh, football baseball yeah. track dad mom yep <laughs> every, everyone <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm a dirtbag. Uh, but, but yeah, so I think I think my stage presence was better when I started yeah. um, stand up because you have that familiarity, of being right? I, I knew how to hold a microphone, yeah. like mm-hmm. basic stuff like that. Yeah. But um, beyond that, it was so scary for me to look mm-hmm. at the audience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, I didn't know how to pace myself. I would yeah. like try to word perfect, memorize jokes, which mm-hmm. isn't how it just not how it works. Not quite yeah, how it works. like it's a different muscle completely. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, what's, what's something that you've learned that's been a big takeaway as you've gone through this experience? Um, well, just on a very practical level, both mm-hmm. skills complement each other. Like mm-hmm. I've done some acting since I started stand up again and I'm way more comfortable in just being a person, which is yeah. what you ultimately want to do mm-hmm. when you're acting. Like 
You get mm-hmm. so caught up in the theory that it seems too yeah. performative. <laughs> um, and then the ultimate master is acting like they don't know anything. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would say like on a deeper level, you, I've had to just learn who I am more like mm-hmm. in different ways. Like yeah. it's more of who do I think I am when I'm acting? Cause then I can express that. And then mm-hmm. with standup, it's who does the audience think I am mm-hmm. and what do I want to tell them right, about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause like you get on stage at a standup show and they see you and they automatically have judgments mm-hmm. right. cause they're already like, make me laugh monkey. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be funny. Yeah. 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 Funny know? time. Yeah. They're and, the most and they hostile. want you yeah. to be funny for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like mean about it, but they're but the still the most hostile. They're like, you have five seconds. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has that little bit, that hook. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you kind of want to get, get them to like you fast and you just have to be aware of what you come off as to Mm -hmm. people. You know, I've had talks with a bunch of friends about that. Mm -hmm. Um, That self-awareness aspect. Yeah. 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 And they do that a little bit in acting class. Like they literally, I had, I used to have a joke about it. They would, they sat us all down one day and told (laughs) us what we looked like so Mm -hmm. that we would know what to audition for. Yeah. And that was like a real thing. How did, how did <laughs> yeah. people receive that? Because I'm imagining 19 year olds going through that. And yeah. It doesn't look good in it my depends. head. I mean, yeah, it depends. <laughs> the answer is it depends. Yeah. Because like, I think a lot of us already know, mm-hmm. right? Like, but for me, I was pissed because like right. the part of the joke was like, he literally just said young white female. And I was like, fucking <laughs> duh. Like, what? <laughs> okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> like, it yeah, doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. But you know, you can look at your casting history and figure out exactly. what your yeah. type is after for a sure. After, sure. after you get called in for the same stuff a few times, yeah. you start <laughs> After, like, okay. a, after your right. third country music it. video, you're like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. So I okay. look a certain so look way. A certain yeah. way. <laughs> Not talking about anybody. Marine number three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. But uh, w- I had a question. This never. What was it? It's oh. Um, are the assumptions different? Like you've gotten to tour to different cities mm-hmm. and different places. Like what people assume about you here. Is it different when you're like in LA or in Chicago? I think, okay. So sometimes I tour, like literally it's just, I'm going on a trip. And so Mm -hmm. then I book shows wherever I'm going. And that's different than like touring with a headliner. So I've toured with Jen Fulweiler before. She is a Catholic mom of six and that makes her sound so lame, but she's the coolest person ever. I'm sure six kids is good source material. Yeah. I love describing her as that because she just like is the funniest person to me. (laughs) And like, then you say that and it's like, what? Um, yeah, so like touring with her, the audiences expect different of me than mm-hmm. when I opened for Jason Rouse, whose yeah. Instagram handle is literally Jason Rouse six six six. You know, like, nice. <laughs> different vibe. That's different vibe. Yeah, I just, completely <laughs> different audience. Yeah. The sixes overlap. Yeah. <laughs> So it was like, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of inherent, like different expectations there. Like people assume that I'm kind of like a sweet little angel baby Mm. for the lack of a better term when I'm with Jen, Mm. because I'm also doing clean comedy with her. And with Jason, he was like, do the nastiest stuff you can come up with. (laughs) And I'm touring with Jason. So they're probably like, this girl has some secrets. What happened to her? You know, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, for the most part, like acting history wise, it Mm. was either like innocent coming of age characters yeah. or the crazy girl because sure. I have big eyes. Yeah. The big eyes help. <laughs> the big eyes, the big eyes help. Out completely. Yeah, you can just like go. The best part is there's going to be a close up on your face. For, for sure. That. Yeah. I knew it. That's it's why I almost fantastic. did it. And, and <laughs> Ingram's probably going to put fire in it or something. You, Perfect. Bro. Please. <laughs> sort of going to the self-discovery part. Well, talk more about is comedy, but right. What is something about yourself that you've learned or discovered through doing stand up that like you would have never expected? Oh man, just uh, honestly, little mannerisms that you don't know you have really? when you talk. I know I talk with my hands a lot now. We do too. Um, filler words like um. Mm-hmm. I also 
you notice why you don't like listening to your own voice after a while. Because really? I record all of my own sets and right. listen back to them because it teaches you how to fix the joke. Yeah. But I, I, I laugh after I talk a lot when it doesn't mm-hmm. even make any sense. And so little things like that really bother me. And then as far as like personality traits and stuff, <clears throat> I just find that it's like, I don't know what happens. There's like a level of resistance to talking to the crowd and it's because I'm scared that I'm not going to actually have anything entertaining to follow Mm -hmm. up with. Yeah. But if I actually let myself do that, I almost always have a good time, even if it's not like a killer joke, Mm -hmm. you know, it it ends up working most of the time, but it, it, for whatever reason, I psych myself out most of the time. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, and I don't know where that comes from because I don't have a problem just talking to people off stage. Clearly. But <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, those are just a couple of things that I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. You kind of notice like different insecurities that you didn't know you had either because mm-hmm. comics will roast you about anything. And that's, <laughs> so, and that's, that's in the green room, right? That's first time. Yeah. It's, it's huh. like at a roast battle. Yeah. Oh, and you saw me yeah, for, at a roast, roast battle? Yeah. Oh, I, God. You won. You, uh, I can't remember who you were up against. Dave J. Dave J. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Because <laughs> well, I'm cutting up that battle right now. Yeah, I want to yeah. post some of it. It was really, you were on fire that night. Yeah, and are, really, and are you really typically good. a roast comic or were you just on it that night? I love doing roasts. Yeah. Okay. If they're like that, like yeah. I had, I think I had like a week or two to prepare. Mm-hmm. So okay, I got to yeah. like, and J- Dave and I are also, we're not super close, but we're friends. So yeah. he messaged me and was like, you want to trade ammo? So we just mm-hmm, like sure. sent each other stuff that we just could write like, about. Uh, yeah. 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 And, um, cause that's what I like about that too. Like it comes off to people as roast battle as us trying right. to talk shit, but like, that green room was so fun. I'm and sure. Like, oh yeah, because Darian Irwin and Trey Pack ra- roasted each other yeah. on that. They're show. the ones that look. They the look same. the same. They, right? That was well, so they're funny. friends and they they're, look the same. They're really good friends and they look the same. They got together and wrote their roasts because yeah. like, yeah. they wanted to make sure they I, weren't the same. The yeah. Well, I think they went back and forth with fat jokes, different fat jokes yes. for like five minutes. <laughs> Real yes. quick, embarrassing story. I w- I've seen Darian. I haven't seen Trey. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the trail the other day running. I see Trey walking toward oh, me, no. but I didn't know it was Trey until I said, "I love your incest joke." Oh. And then, like the way he looked at me, I was like, "You're not Darian. You're Darian. not Darian. Oh, oh no!" <laughs> so yeah, just a quick story. Back to back to so silly. Yeah. yeah, so I like it. I, I think I like roasts because mm. it gives me very something very specific to yeah. write about. Like when yeah. you guys said we're doing the Texas update today, I was like, "Yes, you yes." Know? Oh, dude, you were so stoked. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, your jokes were excellent, <laughs> and second of all, congrats on being the first. Texas update guest. Thank you. Yeah. I was wondering. I don't think mm-hmm. I've seen hopefully any other recurring. guests. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're picking. Also, this was selfish because now we're like, okay, that's what a joke sounds. Yeah, that's what. Like. Yeah. We're like, all right, how do we do? This? How do we do it? If y'all want some ghost writers? Yeah, let yeah. me know. Go. Um, hey, I'm not gonna turn it. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I mean. I haven't been like a roast comic. I wouldn't yeah. say like my jokes are necessarily roasty when mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. doing stand up, but I love doing roasts. Yeah. Uh, we've had several friends that do birthday roasts every year. So yeah. I've gotten to practice on those. And um, I have a new game show actually starting back up that started as an online show during COVID. Okay. We're bringing it to real life now. But me and the co host, part of the, the shtick is like we will be roasting the guests mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. No and way. Probably each other and the audience too. That's amazing. But That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like yeah. incorporating it for sure heck yeah that. and so back to sort of the origins you know you, you said you were creeping on some open mics mm-hmm. and and wanted to learn to be funny so yeah. what was that first set like oh it was bad <laughs> i mean <laughs> i think i kind of got like a chuckle or something because yeah. you know I'm, 
Like, like almost yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hello. How can you hate this? Well, I love you know? I love the idea of like I refuse to take an improv class. I'm just gonna jump into the deep end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is honestly here's insider scoop. Com- most stand up comics will talk shit about improv comics mm-hmm. all day. As like they should. A lot of people think they're the same thing. They're yeah, not. They're not. <laughs> um, no. Very much not. Improv felt a lot like paying to take middle mm-hmm. school theater classes. Yep. Comics are funny. Improv artists are annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Someone described it to me one time as comics were the people told that they couldn't wouldn't amount to anything in life and the improv comics are the ones that were told they could do anything. <laughs> Sounds about right. Wow. That's, yeah. That tracks. That tracks. Class warfare. <laughs> totally tracks. I think that was Craig Fergola that said yeah, that nice. to me. I like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's... I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't even take middle school theater classes when right. I was in middle school because yeah, yeah, I was school, like, this yeah. is dumb. Like, yeah, I'll just do it. And yeah. Learn. So, um, yeah, but I actually had a friend from college. Mm-hmm. So I was working as a personal trainer downtown. Okay. And Equinox. He, no, <laughs> it wasn't open yet. Ah. Um, but, uh, he was working some like sales job that he hated, yeah. but he had to be in a suit all day, cold calling people mm-hmm. ran into him downtown on Congress. And mm-hmm. he was like, yo, whatever, how's it going? And I was like, dude, I saw you're doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you should come check it out. So he was the one that initially told me, okay. Sam Castillo, he told mm-hmm. me like, you should come check it out. Mm-hmm. And then he started telling me more like, I think you would actually like this okay. and all that stuff. And at the same time, I was like, well, this is a lot more interesting than yeah, improv right. and I want to mm-hmm. be better for shitface Shakespeare because like, yeah. The funny thing about that play was I would be the drunk and my biggest note was you need to act more drunk. And right. I was And you're like, I'm I was blitz. Drunk. I don't know what like, to do. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm Polish, bitch. That's how like, Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Polish and Irish. Yeah. Um, so you're oh just my. Like, yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah. But you're yeah. like, I blacked out. I'm trying. I still know all my lines. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. I would literally like do my lines. You were too good lines. at being drunk. I was basically. too type A. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you had done the part. The problem is you actually did the work. So yeah. whenever, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was too off book. Like too I was very book, memorized. Yeah. 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 So what, what was like the funniest moment you had on Shipface Shakespeare? Oh okay. They like let us get crazy on this show. Yeah. For like 18 months of the time yeah. I was in that show, we were running Romeo and Juliet wow. and I was Juliet. Of course. Of course. And so, like <laughs> the eyes and so um innocent and crazy I like started yeah that's how it turned out like I started like trying to come up with how what was the worst way I could mess up the storyline mm, yeah. so there was one time where I went for Mercutio instead of Romeo nice. and there was one time where I decided not to kill myself so I just mm-hmm. walked off stage at the end. <laughs> you know like just stuff like that but the craziest time I think because people also caught it on film and ha- will still tell me about it is when there was a drunk on stage, if there was a sword fight that was supposed to happen, they mm-hmm. would trade it out for other silly props so okay. that the drunk so that wouldn't get got- hurt. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to have a sword, but somehow I ended up with one. So they like traded it out and they gave me a double-ended dildo. Nice. Whoa. That was like this big. Nice. And someone has a video of me just holding it and windmilling it <laughs> in my, ju- literally holding yeah. a cider in my yeah. Juliet outfit oh my <laughs> at God. the North Door, which That's is now the parish. <laughs> yes. Which is across the street. Yes. Uh, Austin. <laughs> so funny. Dang. And people say Austin, Texas isn't weird anymore. No. No. <laughs> No. And was it, by the way, was this your first acting job out of that UT, was basically after, yeah, after I graduated, that was my first like job. You what right a first job. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was personal training too. Yeah. Like it didn't pay all the bills, right. but it was so fun. That, like that must I, have been so fun. I did it uh-huh. for like two years. It was a lot of fun. And what, what was like the craziest thing you witnessed as oh. like a sober person on stage? Oh my gosh. People just did so much stuff. Like, uh, we had, we had things break a lot. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that tracks. Yeah. I feel like one of the worst things was like if, if an audience member was drunk and then like also like was heckling an actor, like mm-hmm. some of the male actors would like try to fight back. Sometimes. Oh God. So it was like, we had an MC that was kind of the intermediary. Sure, so sorta, like, so they yeah, could literally hop right. in and stop the show at any time. And yeah. like, they made the drunk, the butt of the joke when right. that yeah. happened, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were like, we always had to have a puke bucket. People mm-hmm. got sick backstage. That sure. was crazy, but com- you know, not common. super common, but it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just like breaking the bed a lot of the time. Just like crazy, like yeah, like little like things, crazy that things, things that don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't really have one that was like, oh my god, just <laughs> like the little the things every. Yeah, that is crazy. You yeah. were kind of primed for stand up in a way. Like <laughs> way, if that yeah. was your so, first, when that's your thing, training ground, nothing yeah. really surprises you. Yeah, well, especially that MC character, mm-hmm. right? Like we yeah. called it the compare, but they had like a ten minute speech that mm-hmm. they had to do at yeah. the top, and yeah, it was memorized, but they let us write our own jokes for it mm-hmm. if we wanted to, and so like. Um, we had to be really theatrical and kind of like circus mm-hmm. ringleadery about it, yeah. but they were in charge of the show the whole time. So mm-hmm. they literally were on stage with the drunk all the time. Like yeah. they had to really take care of things. So in a way, like I did, cause I, I mean, you had to interact with the audience too. Like yeah. there were props in the audience that mm-hmm. needed to be used for things. So it was like definitely crowd interaction that helped. And that speech at the top, it mm-hmm. helped. And once I started stand up, that speech got way better. So yeah. it was like, yeah, it all yeah. just kind of, yeah. <laughs> and what, how long did it take you? I love asking comics this. Like, how long did it take you to find your style? Like, how many um, people did you mimic before you I feel like I'm got- still finding it. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Oh, like, I mean, I have, okay. So I would say the last like year or so, I've gotten better at like, I know I can sit down and at least crank out one decent new joke that I want to try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like not that much. I don't sit and write all day like mm-hmm. some comics can. I have sure. other stuff I need to do. But yeah. you know, I try to write for 30 minutes or, you know, an hour or like yeah. whatever. And um it I never felt confident that I could sit down and actually come up with something until mm-hmm. like the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was like I'm just sitting here in freeform writing and like maybe something funny comes out of it. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was really bad at knowing where the setup and punchline were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my open mic time was and still sometimes is just me going up and riffing ideas yeah. and figuring out what the funniest part is. Right. And then so just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like I'll write something that I think is a funny setup, but kind of throwaway line, but that gets the biggest laugh. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, how can I rearrange this to where that's the punchline? And then I'd mm-hmm. write other punches mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I've only, I've been doing it for four and a half years. So yeah. I'm still fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always crazy to me because it, it seems like it takes about 10 years for, for a comic to really become their full comic. Self. Yeah. That's usually what they say. Yeah. And I mean, I think like how much you're practicing mm-hmm. affects that. And there's definitely some people that are just good. Like they're yeah. just funny because they're funny. Mike mm-hmm. Eaton yeah. is one of those yeah, people. Mike Casey Mike Rocket is one of those sure. people, you know, like just cause he's insane. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. And, it's crazy. But it's, but he knows like a thing yeah. to do. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, there's just certain people that are funny mm-hmm. and that's what it is. And, um, other people have to learn how to write better jokes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. you, you fall in love with this crazy art form and you start doing it. My question is like, where do you see your trajectory and how do you see Austin playing into it? Because when you started, it was a very different comic city. Yeah. I mean, so I actually, you asked earlier if I ever thought I was going to move to LA or New mm-hmm. York for mm-hmm. acting. And like, I thought about it after college. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I got the shit face Shakespeare role, I have right. some other friends that had cast me in things like, 
I was making more money acting in Austin than my LA friends were, you know, you have to kind of do the grind for a few years Mm -hmm. in those bigger places before. And I wasn't sure if I like, I didn't really have much like film experience. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to go. Yeah. Well, did you want film experience even, or were you kind of more of, I like stage, you know? Mm -hmm. So if anything, it was like Broadway, I guess, but, um, I don't know if my voice is quite good enough to be singing Broadway. So it's sure. like, I don't know. You master like a pitch. <laughs> I just stared. Shania Twain Broadway show coming. Yeah. Go. Coming soon. Shania Twain. Shania DM me. I'm your biggest fan. I will open for you, but with jokes. Better sing. But yeah. So, where were we going with this? So I, I was kind of playing it by ear because I was like, okay, I don't want to leave my friends and family and everything I know just yet. That's mm-hmm. kind of scary. Yeah. Um, let's just see how Austin plays out for a little bit, get on my feet, figure this out. Cause I was also like personal training, like everything yeah. I was doing was kind of entrepreneurial. So yeah. I was just, I needed to figure some stuff out. I mm-hmm. needed to be close to home. Yeah. And then COVID happened right at a time where like my business and like comedy were taking off to a point where I maybe even could consider going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then now after COVID, I'm like, I don't even have to leave, yeah. which is kind of <laughs> awesome. At least cool. for a while, you yeah. know, like I, I definitely took advantage of the fact that one of my best friends, destiny lived out in Los Angeles pre COVID. Yeah. So I flew out there like six times a year and just stayed yeah. with her mm-hmm. it's cheap nice. flight, you know? So like mm-hmm. I got to get in, and meet people there yeah, with yeah. comedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now that it's as big as it is here, I'm kind of liking home basing here. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, my community and things I like are here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's enough paid work here, but there's enough headliners and other people coming through that now I'm getting opportunities yeah. elsewhere, which is like, awesome to watch by the way, just it's like so as fun. fans of yours. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so cool to watch your friends get bigger. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, and do what they love. Yeah. It's, what? It's, yeah. It's just fun. like, I geek over my friends all the time too. <laughs> like Mike's flying out to do roast battle in Los yeah. Angeles. Cause yeah. Cause, just cause, cause you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool. Him you know? flat build hat. Uh, <laughs> What what has it been like for you, not just as someone from Austin, but like entering into the comedy scene when it was sort of just like what it was yeah. yeah, to go through COVID and then now like you're helping build one of the biggest yeah. comedy scenes. Like you're, you have your own shows, you're doing your own mm-hmm. thing. So what has it been like to watch this growth? It's weird because like, <laughs> okay, so like there was the Austin comedy scene pre COVID and obviously those comics are still here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm friends with them mm-hmm. and then there's all the new people that moved in mm-hmm. and I'm friends with a lot of them. Yeah. And then there's all these like people that either were in Austin and just decided to start or they came from like other small cities. Like it's not just the LA and New York people it's, yeah. like, from everywhere, yeah. you know? Um, I like that I'm in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely been like some separation, you know, like some of the old Austin comics will stick to certain clubs and some of the new ones will stick to other clubs. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a little bit of that, but like, I'm glad that I got to see both because I think Mm -hmm. the Austin scene that I started in was way less intimidating. Um, And I don't know if I would have felt as positive about it when I first started. Like I liked that we had a smaller scene. Mm -hmm. It, it, the thing about the Austin scene and it still feels true is like, there's a lot of comics. There's it's always felt like there's a lot of comics, but it's mm-hmm. because it's, there's a lot of comics in relation to how much stage time there is. Yeah, right. But there's always been a good enough ratio that people don't want to leave. So like, yeah. even when there was only cap city comedy club as our pretty much our paid option for comedy, mm-hmm. 
there were not enough comics for it to feel overwhelming that we were really fighting for those spots. Right. You know, like there was hope that we could get a spot there. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of got their turn. Yeah, yeah. Or like it felt like you would at least. And, yeah. and enough people felt that way that we wanted to stay for a certain amount of time. Was, and yeah. now there's like six clubs plus, you know, <laughs> and adding more. And, yeah. um, six clubs, five basements, three yeah. rooftops. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like a backyard somewhere. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Someone's attic. Seriously. Yeah. It's just everywhere. But the Sussing um, Comedy Club is, you feel like you're about to get murdered. Like, <laughs> As you walk, you're like, this is a racist tiki torch oh, no. sacrifice ceremony. <laughs> but it's a, it's you get in and it's one of the coolest rooms. Yeah, it looks like so awesome on, on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and Andre's great. Like, yeah, I love Andre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like now there's like all of these clubs mm-hmm. and it feels like. I show up to an open mic and I'm like, holy shit, who are these people? Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. New people but, through, yeah. but it doesn't feel like overwhelming still. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is because I caught it at the right time. Yeah, I was sure. doing it long enough that I knew enough people in the scene that I kind of <laughs> got in and like was yeah. able to continue getting opportunities. But yeah, you're also a good comic like, <laughs> and, and like a good person. It helps that you're good at it. And uh-huh. I, it helps. <laughs> I, I don't know if you'll hate or love or feel about this question, but what is it like to be a female comic? Like what are, what are, oh, what are the perceptions versus the realities? Just all the things that come with being like, it comes with mixed reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, okay. So here's my take. Like it might not sound the most feminist, but here we go. Cancel. Well, me we later. are a feminist. Co- podcast, um, so. But okay. I think, there are definitely things that are much harder for us. And there are definitely things that are easier for us Mm -hmm. because like it or not, bookers do want to have a variety of people on their lineups. So Mm -hmm. there is kind of an open spot for a woman on the lineup. Mm -hmm. So like, even if there's 20 hilarious men and one okay woman, Mm -hmm. they might pick that woman sometimes, which I don't personally think is fair. Yeah. Um, a lot of the challenges are you get on stage as a female and a lot of dudes will just subconsciously write it off as like, this is a chick talking. I'm not going to listen. Yeah. Um, and that's not like a knock that just kind of happens, yeah, sure. you know? Um, and so it kind of feels like you do need to come out swinging a little harder sometimes mm-hmm. and, or prove that you're the cool chick or yeah, like the, right. not the bro chick, maybe the bro chick off stage with the comics. So you yeah, don't get right. hit on. Mm-hmm. You need to kind of draw really like, hard, just really you know, like really hard. I'm not lines. dating any of you guys. You can see <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really hard lines with that. Cause I, I mean, I personally don't really have that many like harassment stories or like mm-hmm. issues in that regard, but I hear and see them all the time with other yeah. female comics, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I just, I don't know what it is. I've, I've had dudes tell me to put my dick away before, you know, I think I just, <laughs> I think I just walk up and I act like don't fuck with right. me yeah. enough that For people sure. just, don't. They just don't. Yeah. Um, but you have to kind of do that, which isn't yeah. Best, right. Which is know? a dude you wouldn't have to do. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's pluses and minuses mm-hmm. to it. And I think too, like you just watch like joke writing like this, the way women and men speak are different. Mm -hmm. Men are more concise. Women like to tell stories more. Yeah. Yeah. So the type of joke writing is different sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, I think um, sometimes I try to write like a guy. Yeah. And and I, I don't know how else to describe it other than trim all the fat, Mm -hmm. you know, one liners, things like Mm -hmm. that. Cause I I noticed that there's a difference there sometimes and it's not cut and dry like that, but trying to just notice yeah, people speak nuances. but yeah another way that you kind of stand out is comedy has a lot of like debauchery but <laughs> you are involved in the health and fitness space mm. and, and still are to some extent mm-hmm. yeah we, we yeah. met you with it yeah e- even yeah. back to you show up early for <laughs> right. your set exactly. <laughs> that's not common so, <laughs> so what is it like to bring that into that space and how did you originally get into kind of the health world 
I mean, when I was a kid, like my brother was super athletic. I was mm-hmm. into athletics until I went really hard in theater. So yeah. I played volleyball, gymnastics, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but when I quit sports, my dad was like, you have to keep working out yeah. with me. <laughs> so my dad cool. made me work out with him. All right. <laughs> cool dad. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Shout out dad. <laughs> Hogs working out. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I just kind of already had the habit of lifting weights and going on runs and things mm-hmm. like that. When mm-hmm. I went to college, definitely got a little bit too obsessive with it. Sure. Like I for sure had some eating disorder mm-hmm. issues in mm-hmm. college for a bit, but mm-hmm. sorted that out by the end of it. And yeah. um, with the kinesiology degree, also studied nutrition, mm-hmm. all those things. And honestly, once I graduated school, I did do coaching stuff for a bit and I do it like I have a couple clients here yeah, and there, sure. um, but I turned into more of a marketing person for the yeah. health world. Yeah. Um, I got pretty good at email marketing and social media. So mm-hmm. I did that for a variety of health brands and still do actually a um, mm-hmm. couple small clients, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I'm involved now. Just an enthusiast and I'll help people if yeah. they match up, but yeah. like I'm not seeking a full load of clients because mm, right. it's a lot like coaching yeah. people is a lot. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially you like you turn into their therapist, you know, when you're pretty close. That's trainer. what they don't tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're trying to keep it positive for yeah. them all day and mm-hmm. you don't even want to do your workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a- a- answer as much as you're willing, if, if answer at all, how are you able to kind of address the eating disorder apart while you were in college? I mean, I think I kind of like knew it was getting bad when like my freshman year I went home for Christmas and my mom was like, what happened? Like Mm -hmm. I was really skinny. Yeah. And then she like finally talked me into trying like one of my favorite cookies. And Mm -hmm. it's this weird thing that happens when you've been starving yourself for a while that like any, any high calorie food just like sets off that dopamine mm-hmm. so fast mm-hmm. and you want more of it. So yeah. I ended up eating like a bunch of them. Nice. Cause you don't know like how to stop. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You've been starving. Mm-hmm. So it turned into like this vicious cycle of mm-hmm. like starve, binge, starve, yeah. binge, all that stuff. And, um, I just, once it, once that happened, I was like, okay, I truly don't feel like I can control myself. When I was only starving, I was like, I'm in control. I'm doing yeah. this. I can stop anytime yeah, I want. But once the binging starts. And then the binging starts and mm-hmm. you're like, ooh. And yeah. so one time I, I ate too much and I got sick. Like I'd, mm-hmm. I'd never been someone to intentionally get sick, but yeah. I, I got sick and getting sick was so much pressure on my head that I burst all the, mm-hmm. the blood vessels in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I remember like standing up from the toilet and like looking at myself in the mirror and like seeing the puffiness and the red starting. And I was like, oh shit, I really messed up. And Mm -hmm. so I literally just called my mom and I was like, we have a problem. (laughs) And all I said was like, I think this is an emotional thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think I just don't know how to handle my stress. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, anytime you feel that way, you can call me. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And knowing that I had to call my mom anytime I felt that way Mm -hmm. meant that it stopped almost immediately, (laughs) which is crazy. Like, but I was so scared to tell someone Yeah, because it's so embarrassing. Like it feels like you, something like that too. Like the people will just be like, we'll just stop eating. It's like, no, like it's literally a neurotransmitter and gut imbalance problem Mm -hmm. after a certain point because you've starved yourself for Mm -hmm. so long Mm -hmm. and what you have eaten is shit. Yeah. And then your body just wants any calories. Yeah. You know, you really can't control it sometimes. Yeah, like you go into lizard brain. Yeah, actually it's really weird. Eating. Like I would literally yeah. like be done eating something and be like, what did I just do? Yeah. Like I didn't even know. It was very weird. Yeah, it's funny. I've, uh, I had my own eating, mm. eating disorder in high school. Yeah. And I had a similar thing where I burst the blood vessels in my eyes. And, and what I want to, what I do want to just bring up is how, how incredible it is that you were able to see that it was a problem because I wasn't and address it pretty immediately. And so my, my kind of question here is what would you say to people who are struggling with similar things and how, how do you find that you had the strength to reach out? 
Wow. I mean, well, I felt like I was, I felt like I was on the last straw at that point because Mm -hmm. I mean, by the time the blood vessel thing happened, I mean, Mm -hmm. the eating disorder issue started freshman year. And I think I was a junior when the eye thing happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of felt like, okay, you literally just like, what if you stopped seeing after this? Like, I don't, I didn't know the Mm -hmm. full implications of seeing that. So I was like, bitch, what if you just blinded yourself? (laughs) You (laughs) you know, I was terrified. So I think for me that felt like, okay, if this isn't your rock bottom, it's going to get worse. And I kind of have that kind of self-talk of like, I love you, but bitch, mm-hmm. you're being an idiot right yeah, now. Sure. You know, like, Please stop this. Hey, yeah. I love you. Don't be dumb. Yeah, my friend yeah. Jamie Kilstein described it as between Jocko and Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like I love peace that. and grace, but get your ass up. Yeah. You know, like yeah. which Jesus also said, "Get up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's he kind of awesome. Jesus he made the dead walk. Jesus grit. was like, yeah, yeah. "Walk, bitch." Like, <laughs> he did that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. and then Peter was, was like, like "Bro, okay. you can see." Like, come on. Just take the cloth off. That prostitute Quit being was a little like, bitch. Fine, fine, it's in the fine. And it's in, thank yeah, you guys. Yeah. Paul was like, I can't. Yeah. This is so. how I know you guys are for sure from West Texas. I just got a Bible lesson. Go. <laughs> it happened there. We can't help it, even if it's a uh, couch and comedy. But th- thank you for answering that. I, yeah, I yeah, asked specifically because, like, that, that's one of those struggles that I feel like a more people than are willing to say have. On oh yeah. Some but you asked for advice to people level. who are struggling with it. Like sure. you're not alone. Everyone thinks yeah. it's just yeah. their problem or they're going to get not. judged. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so cliche and you don't want to hear it, but it's like, <laughs> you're not alone. Yeah. Call your mom. Call <laughs> your mom is literally, I mean, yeah. maybe your mom will call you crazy. Someone in your life is not going to call you crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like someone in your life probably feels like they have done way worse yeah. than you. Yeah. Well, and someone in your life is probably going to say me too. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I was just about to say, I haven't met someone else who has told me that yeah. to like that specific that problem spe- that I, happened. Yeah. I was a binge purger too. So Got like, it. I, it yeah, was, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did that a few times. Yeah. Um, so like, I, you know, no one ever was worried about him, but <laughs> <laughs> any, any guys who are out there, like you're yeah. not alone. Guys struggle with it too. Seriously, uh, yeah. men don't talk about it yeah. much at yeah. all. Yeah, well, with sucks. men, it's like body dysmorphia, which usually like like it's it's not the same as women. But I feel like you know that There's problem is always like you know women struggle with that. And it's, like it becomes about I don't know. I I did some reading and kind of like self healed. Um, I never even really told anybody about it mm. until after until after. Yeah. Um, and it it always kind of points toward control. And right. It's this thing that you can control. So if you're comfortable and you don't have to share, if you don't want to, what at that point in your life was out of control that you felt the need to exert that over yourself? Mm. Well, I think it's, I mean, it started when I went to college. Mm -hmm. And so I think I felt like, um, I definitely had boy troubles too. So like, it was like, you're going to college and then like you have these boy problems happen and like you kind of tie it in your head of, well, if I just looked better, maybe Mm -hmm. things would be easier and going into acting school. No one ever said to me, I needed to change how I looked, but Mm -hmm. in my head I was like, I I should look a certain way. Well, then you were sat down and told how you looked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Acting's real great for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think it was just like a bunch of change from the beginning. And then by the end of it, it was an addictive like mm-hmm. I can control this thing yeah. until you can't and, and you have just, that sense of satisfaction of controlling it yeah well the dopamine hits so just vicious. are like oh it's so crazy, it's so I, crazy. Yeah. I know I'm a dopamine junkie oh, yeah. I still like we all are but yeah. if you're if you've done that like you you know it's different mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. yeah it's because you're crazy. willing to you're willing to part of my language so far. is it orgasmic like 
Like there's like the runners. It's high. right like, up. I love to dopamine. Line. But like, honestly, yeah. When you're like in the middle of a binge, you're yeah. just like, oh my god, this is all I want to be doing right yeah. now. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. your brain is on fire. Yeah. in a good way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. Yeah. yeah, and then as soon as you're done, you're like in so much pain, and, and you hate yeah. and you hate, and you hate yourself. yourself. And you hate. Yourself. <laughs> I could never tell anyone yeah. about not, this. Not to get it's graphic, so shameful. but that yeah. sounds like yeah. when I looked at porn as a 16 year old, it was like. Yeah. yeah, not Similar. doing it for three it, months because it's all dopamine. Right? Yeah, it's all. Yeah. Then like those thirty minutes are like, what? What is that? And yeah. then for four days, it's like it's I feel like, gross I feel and horrible, right. and everyone. Right. Hates I feel like a me. zombie. It's crazy. It's so weird. It's so weird. Talk to somebody. <laughs> Whatever it is, <laughs> reach out. Um, We're here to help. I, I was. You could DM uh, me if you. Yeah, need yeah. To. I thought of this question DM in the bathroom. <laughs> um, in the dating, like in the dating realm now, I don't know if you're dating right now or just as you've dated as a comic, like. Guys are always trying to peacock for the most part. So yes. if they find out you're a comic, <laughs> how funny do they try to be and how funny is it not? Okay. It goes <laughs> it's like one of two ways. They're like either roast me or they try. And- it goes. A cu- yeah, it can go a couple yeah. different ways. First is like, oh, I've always wanted to try that too, which is instantly like, okay, what do you do? You're a doctor, man. I've always wanted to perform surgery yeah. too. Like, well, I yeah, mean, like, it's also like, dude, it's my job. Yeah. Like, like, yes. Cause then there's the other one that's like, oh, well tell me a joke. It's almost like they don't believe oh, you. Yeah. And it's like, that's okay. Well it's now like, I don't want to even talk to you. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Um, and then there's like the guy who's actually cool. They're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, like there's, yeah. there, there's people who are like, oh, that's yeah. really yeah. cool. Like that's there's normal sane. There's normal, normal world. Yeah, yeah. Normal. So we want to give them credit. There yeah. are people, <laughs> there are people who I will go on dates with that are like cool and fun and whatever. Yeah. And actually I think they're funny Yeah. as people, but they're not trying to do it in any performative way. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, just the corny, like oh, they yeah. try to crack a joke and, and, or they like try to act like a cool guy and then we'll be talking and then they'll crack a joke and I'll laugh and be like, they'll be like, Oh, I made the comedian laugh. Yes. And I'm like, sorry. So here's okay. Something else that we have in common is we've both um, been engaged before. Oh shit. I and didn't know this. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. I knew you um, were engaged. I didn't know that. You- oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. At your comfort level. But uh, what, how do you find dating after something like that? Well, okay, so we'll just go into a little bit of detail and say it's been less than a year since yeah, the end okay. of the engagement. I okay. ended it in the end of April 2022. Mm-hmm. We met like right, right after, after that yeah, yeah, because, okay. yeah, like, yeah, which was weird because I knew you when I was engaged, mm-hmm. I think. I um, met you. Yeah, I met yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's now January 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's been, what, eight months, nine months. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that dating bullshit. question sounds so dumb now. I'm sorry. Oh, My no, bad. no. I mean, uh, well, it still happens, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. just walking around flaunting that I had a right. dude. Yeah. I mean, when you have the ring on, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, I, I feel like now, at least right now, I'm just way more chill about all of it. Like, yeah. for me. I haven't, like, I don't, I never really liked the apps. Like, I met my ex off of an app, or Mm -hmm. not, like, like off of the apps, not on the apps. Right, yeah. In real life. Mm -hmm. Um, IRL, as the kids say. IRL. (laughs) It was just not the right fit, uh, comfort level. Oh, no, just so many red flags. Yeah. Like, I I needed to end it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. Good on you. That's that's a hard decision. It was the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. And it's been, I mean, there were a lot of things post that were really hard to deal with, too. Mm -hmm. Like, just watching things unfold the way I didn't want them to, but, um, you know, it is what it is and I'm much better now, but it's funny actually, cause you probably met me like literally when I started going to our gym more right after the breakup, because the breakup, like I lost a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. I was really weak. Um, I couldn't keep food down. Like my mom thought I was starting to starve again and I couldn't, cause I just couldn't keep food down. 
Um, so I like started going to the gym again, yeah. like to get jacked. Nice. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that is um, a healthy outlet. But yeah, dating yeah. now, it's kind of just like, I'm just going to like do my thing for a little mm -hmm. bit, focus mm -hmm. on me. I'm not saying no to dates, Yeah. but it's like, I'm not swiping and like actively trying to find <laughs> yeah. anything and I'm definitely not rushing into anything. Yeah. That's healthy. Know? Yeah. Yeah. How so, do you yeah. find, um, sorry, let me rephrase that. Being of that mind, right? Um, you're an attractive person in Austin, Texas who does cool shit. Like, Del boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gunner's just that, loving yeah. that he's married know, right? right now. He he's like, it. I don't yeah, need yeah. to talk about this. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm sure that you have to do your fair share of like turning down and maintaining, maintaining that like self-love. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, most, okay. So like most of the time, I feel like this is true for men mm -hmm. too. You know, pretty instantly if you want to like go out with a woman, right? Mm -hmm. Like sure. once you meet them in person, which is another benefit of not yeah. being on the apps. Yeah. Like you yeah. actually get a, a real vibe check. Yeah. I can't imagine of someone. Just by yeah, the, how long the, have you been married? I've been married for three years. Okay. I met her in college before okay. apps yeah. were even really a thing. Right. So like when, when people talk about dating apps and stuff, it, it's like, I've never been on one. Like, I can't just imagine just sitting at a at a Chili's, like yeah, yeah, trying to figure out what the best what way to pitch yourself this is. Gonna be yeah. Like, yeah, what's your log line? So, yeah. so props to y'all. Yeah, young life find a wife. Young life find a wife. That's so either. Texan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. dude, he's an Aggie. Like I know oh, we're Longhorns, so we get like you went half to UT credit. too. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's what's up? My brother went to A and M. What what years? I mean, he's young. He graduated in 2019. 19. I, what's his name? TJ Voitovich. <laughs> so I probably don't know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Small probably, thing. You, you always, know somebody who knows him. I probably sure. know probably. somebody. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. were in Greek life, you definitely know someone who knows someone. Then I know someone who knew yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Sigma Chi. <laughs> hey. What year did you graduate? Uh, 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah. Three years after me. Yeah. Okay, she's yeah, right yeah. between us. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a small chance you might have known somebody in the theater department that I knew. Probably. Something like that. That's yeah, so yeah. funny. That's hilarious. This is, okay. So here's the thing. Texas is a small town. Texas is a small town. Yeah. 100%. I mean, the only reason I asked, like, it. who's your brother? It's like, yeah. there is a chance. Literally. At some point. Have <laughs> I'm going to go on yeah. Facebook and be like, who are all of our mutual friends? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> feel, feel free to scroll to my blonde bangs days while you're there. Um, <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, to answer your question, you were saying, like, right. how do you, like, kind of manage the yeah, How do you the, navigate the now as you're. I mean, like I said, like, I, I try to be pretty nice. Mm -hmm. To me, there's no reason to be mean. So, mm -hmm. like, it might be toxic of me, but if someone, if someone is this, this is the one thing that I might say is toxic. If someone is hitting me up a bunch, mm -hmm. but they're not exclusively saying something about, I want to take you on a date or yeah, I'm hitting right. on you right mm -hmm. now. I act stupid. Even though I know nine times out of sure. 10, that dude is trying to flirt with me Yeah, just because there have been so many instances, especially online or via text where mm -hmm. someone is doing that. And I try to set the boundary before they ask me out mm -hmm. and then they act like, well, I was just messaging sure. you because yeah. they're upset. So right. that's the you, you one. You hurt their ego. Yeah. yeah. Well, so also like, like so that's still hard. Yeah. So that's yeah. the one I think navigating yeah. thing mm -hmm. about it for me. But like, I think if someone asks me out and I'm not interested, I'm pretty nice about being like, Hey, no, you're yeah. cool, but I'm just yeah. not interested. Like, hey, you're, you're cool, but you're not hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, I have, standards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you seen my Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Traveled, cultured. <laughs> famous in India. Yeah. I'm like funny. Are you famous in India? I was, I've been trying to get to India this whole time. Yeah, yeah. 
Are you famous in India? <laughs> Dude, we were gonna get there. This yeah. is the craziest shit. Yeah, we yeah. also need to tie up with the hunting story because sure. we started the episode with that. But um, <laughs> so I went to India for the month of August. Yeah, 2022. and it looks like you loved it. By the way, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, it's, it looks it's, like a good time. It's literally a different world. Mm-hmm. Like I had to just hit pause on my life in Austin, mm-hmm. yeah. go live with Anupi and her family in yeah. India for a month, and then come back. It yeah. wasn't like I was eat pray loving it. I wasn't no, like you, meditating. Yeah. You were making fun of eat pray love while you were over there, which I love. Yes, my parents also legitimately very seriously told me to bring that book with me and when I went on the trip like oh, they thought funny. it would help me and I was like, like that, guys that's not, you're like guys that's like, not the point that's not what we're doing like, I'm think, not divorced do you yeah, think yeah. they <laughs> thought it would help you or do you think they were like is this how we parent now what do we do probably both yeah. Yeah. dad's like got the rifle in one hand your mom's got the book in the other and they're just like which one I, I don't I, I, <laughs> they're literally like there's no book on when your white daughter goes to India yeah, yeah. so oh yeah I think they were freaked out too because I like started studying it before I went so I yeah. can I can read Hindi I can speak basic Hindi okay Whoa. Um, but they speak nice. a bunch of languages there so the yeah. state we were in wasn't even what was written on that's like, hilarious I Fair. was like I spent <laughs> half a year learning this <laughs> alphabet and they're yeah. writing in Gujarati um, yeah. but anyway so yeah but essentially I'm like a little bit famous in India <laughs> nice good place to be famous <laughs> when I went to India I had like 3,500 followers on Instagram yeah. I made a couple of those stupid reels that you're talking yeah. about of me being a dumb white bitch in India yeah and or what it's like to walk around as a dumb white bitch in India because yeah. everyone stares at you. Yeah. And they went super viral. And yeah. mm-hmm. if I look at my Instagram metrics now, like my top cities are Austin, Delhi, Chennai, <laughs> Bombay, that like Ahmedabad. Yeah, like it's all, it's just Austin and then all yeah. Indian cities. And like, so what you're saying And is I gained like 8,000 Indian followers. Your Bollywood career starts next year? Yeah, I hope so. Bollywood hit me yeah. up. I'm down. She so can long. dance. She doesn't sing. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sing for money. Oh, there you go. <laughs> when Shania Twain does her India tour, Christ, yeah, exactly. Many fans over well, there. what was extra funny is like we're talking about like opportunities that mm-hmm. I'm getting mm-hmm. just for being here. Jason Rouse, yeah, went to Copenhagen and mm-hmm. he brought me as his opener. So that's, that's why awesome. I was that's in Copenhagen weird. in October. Yeah, and this was right after the whole the whole India thing. Mm-hmm. And he's really good friends with Russell Peters, the that, Indian that, Canadian yeah, yeah, yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And Russell was headlining like a 5,000 person amphitheater wow. in Copenhagen when we were there. So we went, we watched the that's show awesome. and we hung out with Russell for like an hour in <laughs> the green cool room. How cool was that? And him and his brother took me home. At, like they brought me back to my hotel after because I didn't have a ride. Like that's they're so, so nice. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And <laughs> so I like post a picture with Russell Peters mm-hmm. and now like all my Indian followers think I'm like tight with yeah, Russell, with Russell. Which as far as they're concerned. I am. Like you are. Yeah. So she is. But yeah, it was just like me being a troll the whole time. Had you always wanted to go to India or was it just like that was a place you could go? Like what made you choose India? So Anupi, uh, who I went with, Mm -hmm. uh, she's my roommate and she's Mm -hmm. my best friend. Like Mm -hmm. we've known each other since we were eight. We grew up around the corner from each other. That's awesome. So we've always just been like sisters. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've just never gotten to go with her. I mean, like as kids, like as soon as we were out of school, our mom would just send her to India, you know, (laughs) hang out in India with your family for the summer so I wouldn't see her for most of the summer and then Mm -hmm. she'd come back and like be talking about all this stuff in this other place and like kind of had an accent a little bit I was like (laughs) what are you doing like what is this and where'd she go yeah what's the Indiana I shot a hog while you were gone (laughs) it's on it's on the YouTube um (laughs) yeah so uh anyway but yeah so it was just one of those things where like Mm -hmm. it was a little bit silly in that I hadn't yet broken up with my fiance and Anupi's cousin 
called us one night and was like, Hey, are you guys coming to India this summer? And Anupi mm-hmm. said, I just bought my tickets. And he goes, mm-hmm. cool. Allison too. And she goes, no. And he <laughs> bullied the family WhatsApp group chat into saying Allison's coming Those to India. Indian WhatsApp group chats are insane. Dude, they, I had aunties in Thailand chiming in. <laughs> no okay, way. Yeah. So like basically like Rishi, her cousin just is like, Allison's coming to India. And so it causes a hoopla on the worldwide WhatsApp mm, chat. Nice. I ended up getting invited to come and like sent the travel agents info the yeah. next day. And we just no booked the flight way. and I didn't even tell my ex. That's like amazing. I booked the flight and then I broke up with him a week later. <laughs> and then I was like, by the way, I'm going to India in August. Yeah. So whenever you, whenever Allison takes space, she takes space. Takes so <laughs> she takes several like thousand thousands miles. of miles. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Awesome. Good what, I mean, you know, I was like people in your travel asked us, like, what was it like to be like the legit minority for a month? So, like, yeah, I mean, that's the longest I've been the legit yeah. minority. Cause yeah. like I've been, I mean, I've been to many places where I am the minority, mm-hmm. but it's like, either like a lot of the places I've gone are Spanish speaking. So mm-hmm. like Costa Rica or whatever. So it's like, I look a little different, but I can get yeah. away with it. Cause I speak pretty good Spanish. Yeah. Um, there it was like, I was the only white person I saw in mm-hmm. and where we were staying yeah. the entire time until literally the last day. And I like yeah. met one guy who was white yeah. living in that town. And it's cause he was working for Netflix or something. Like he just was like sent there, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, like cultural, cultural differences matter, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there's, to put it into perspective, we live in Austin, a city of roughly 1 million people. We're complaining about how packed it is. Yeah. Ahmedabad is a small town in India of 8 million people mm-hmm. in which anyone that I told I was going there was like, why Ahmedabad? It's so boring. And I'm like, there's 8, there's million, 8 million people. people. Yeah. Like, how can that be boring? It's crazy there. Yeah. The roads are insane. So you're just like, every, personal space is different. Yeah. The interactions with people are different. So it's like, and manners aren't really like a thing mm-hmm. as much. Like, they just don't say, please and thank you as much. Um, Not because they're rude. Yeah, it's just how it is. And like, I mean, even like I was talking to Anupi about this this morning, like the way they say yes and no is different. So sometimes they'll be doing this and they're Mm -hmm. telling you, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like it's like a nod of acknowledgement yeah. when okay. they talk and do this. It's mm. like they're nodding and acknowledging you, but it yeah. can literally mean it could anything. mean anything. Yeah. It's yeah. not yes or no. It's also both. Exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, so anyway, it was just like, uh, honestly, a learning curve with that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I look different to them and then manners yeah. aren't as much of a thing. So like those videos I posted of people staring at me, it really was breaking yeah. necks yeah. on the street because there it, was a white girl. Yeah. Because it's where, just like, what is she doing here? Yeah. Like, you know, um, I, one of the funniest stories from that though was we were at Rishi's house and we ordered like their equivalent of DoorDash mm-hmm. and the guy brings the food up to the apartment and Rishi opens the door and I'm sitting in the couch like you know me to the camera away and the guy kind of mm-hmm. peeks in and he's, his eyes get huge like he looks like he's seen a ghost <laughs> and he's going off in Hindi and Rishi starts laughing and I was like what's going on he goes he said he's never seen a white person before <laughs> oh my gosh and the guy like kind of peeks over and he's like waving at me. And I, so I waved back and Rishi was like, do you want to say hi to him? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And so the guy was like, namaste, you know, which is like, hi, how are you? What's your name? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Allison, and he just went, <laughs> he was so shook that I responded yeah, yeah. to him in Hindi, like, because Rishi didn't translate that for yeah, me either. Yeah, I know yeah. what, like, that's about the extent pretty basic. of what I know. Yeah. And, but the guy just was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like said something else and Rishi goes Nebaya which means no brother and slams the door <laughs> and I was like what did he say and he goes he asked if he could take a picture with you <laughs> he goes that guy would have been up all night yeah. <laughs> 
That is <laughs> if you wild. let him take a selfie with you. <laughs> that's really funny. But yeah, that was that was the first time that's ever happened to me. That's so that incredible. Was, yeah, that was pretty Love weird. That. What was like your biggest takeaway from being somewhere so foreign for so long? Um, nothing is normal. Mm-hmm. Like they're normal. Literally, they were shocked when I told them that arranged marriages are considered bad here. Mm-hmm. Like Anupi's aunt asked me, like, "Oh, did you come to India looking for a match?" And I was like, "Oh no, you know, I'm I'm good. I just ended an engagement. I don't yeah. <laughs> need to plan yeah, another yeah, one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, there's some material there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but you know, she was just like, "Oh well, like as in America, is it more common to have arranged or love match mm-hmm. marriages? Because they call them love matches okay. there." Like 1800s England. And yeah. Like, <laughs> Love that. They hate the British, but they do a lot of British stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so uh, I was just like, oh, yeah, well, arranged is considered like one of the worst things you can do to a person. Yeah. And she goes, oh, well, they get divorced less and just like went. Just, yeah. And I was like, all right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Fair point. Okay, fair. Conversation. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, nothing is normal. Yeah. Like yeah. The, what's normal to them is so completely foreign yeah. to us mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no plat. Like the whole family. there was nothing wrapped. Like the whole family Mm -hmm. had one of those little mini trash cans like this big in Mm -hmm. the kitchen and we would empty it once every two or three days. Yeah. Like, here we fill trash yeah. bags, just me and a newbie a yeah. couple times a week. Because there's yeah. wrappers. And like yeah, every, nothing yeah. is wrapped. Yeah. yeah, there's no paper products. Yeah. Like even toilet paper, you use the bidet and you mm-hmm. put your pants back on with your ass wet. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's fine. You know? But it's clean. It's, but it's clean. India, so your it's clean. Gonna you're gonna, no you're literally you're gonna, gonna have swamp ass as soon as you step yeah. back outside. So yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. You know? That's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I've been wanting to ask too, um, you know, it sounds like your your mom and dad are like pre- very loving, yeah. supportive, and, and I feel like there's so many comedians that like half their jokes are about like, right. my parents hate me or right. this yeah. that. What has it been like, you know, stepping into comedy and, and ha- like just how have your parents responded oh, to it? What has that been like? They're so supportive. Mm-hmm. Okay. My parents are just like the sweetest and best <laughs> and I love them. And like, yeah, they've always just been supportive of whatever I want to do. Cause like, even if it's something crazy, like stand up, they know I also have the crazy that doesn't let me like be homeless. Yeah. For <laughs> you sure. know, they know I'm going to work hard enough to just right. not die essentially. Yeah. So like by now it's like, they're just going to encourage me as long as I seem like I'm happy yeah. and I'm like, like not losing my house, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, both important um, yeah, I'm eating. Right. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, so it's been good. I mean, like they, they definitely come to shows. Like yeah. I, I think they're going to be at my birthday show. It's just so funny. There's certain, like they literally didn't come to the first couple litty titty shows because sure. I was like, guys, I don't know how don't crazy know this happen, is going to be. Yeah. yeah. And even for this one, I was like, I take no responsibility mm-hmm. for how crazy for this is going to be. See. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, cause, cause you in know? the second one, they had to kick out. A group yeah. We, they had to kick out a really bad heckler. That yeah. was the second one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone made some breast cancer joke and she turned out to be like a breast cancer survivor and started yelling at the comic after having yelled it. Right. All of Everybody. Them. Yeah. She had already been. Yeah. Heckling it was already a problem. Right. I mean, David Lucas had David Lucas down. was crowd working yeah, on yeah. her and then she got kicked out. Well, I'm bummed because yeah. Seth said that David yeah, was, was actually like, about to do new material. He was new actually material. about to do new material. Yeah. And I was, he hasn't I was had in like a year and a half. Yeah. He literally asked for a spot so he could try those jokes. Yeah. And then he has to deal with this person. Yeah. Guys, don't heckle. It's It doesn't help. It's not funny. What do comics like in the back room say about hecklers because when I hear a heckler I it, it just well, doesn't make sense to me because I'm cause like you gotta be able to deal with it you paid like, you paid money to come into a comedy venue so right. where did the disconnect happen yeah I mean we always just talk shit we will warn each other like yeah. I know for sure like Ariel got off because Ariel was, Norman was the first one up that mm-hmm. night and the woman gave her a hundred dollars to get yeah. off stage 
Yeah. The Whoa. woman didn't yeah. like her. The woman did not like her at the, all. Yeah, this was, cr- okay, Liddy Titty Tuesday, just f- at Liddy Titty plug Comedy. It, yeah, I'm plug plugging it. Do, it. Do, plug do some plugs. Do some plugs. You can plug whatever you want. Yeah. Show, this is the gong show that I run at Creek in the Cave, and I just wanted to give that context because I want it to be chaotic. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, this woman didn't get one of the glow sticks to be able to vote whether Ariel's set was done. And she's like hitting the guy next to her, like, turn your glow stick on. This bitch sucks. But she's in the front. So Ariel hears her saying this and sees mm-hmm. her doing it. So finally, Ariel stops and is just like, why don't you like me? And just starts like. <laughs> and crowd- Ariel's a great comic. She's so yeah. funny. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. great. Like she killed it. And then finally the woman was like, if I gave you $30, will you get off stage? And Ariel was like, shit. Yeah. That's probably more than I'm getting paid for this show. You know? And so she, she was in the like, back, like, what the, f- I know I was, I, always- I saw, I saw Allison like, what? I, like I don't throw me under the bus. Dude. I was like, screw you guys. I am paying you. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. She, so the woman like pulls out her, her yeah. wallet and hands her a hundred and is like, give me, change and Ariel was like no and just walked off <laughs> pretty much like that's I w- I got on the mic and I was like we'll deal with it later but the yeah. woman got kicked out so Ariel just yeah, got so to keep was, the hundred yeah that's awesome yeah. It, was, it was you didn't pay her then right <laughs> <laughs> I did still actually yeah, I was like I'm definitely still paying <laughs> what, what what do your parents think of like your comedy style there's some jokes I don't do in front yeah, of them really? and I think they know that like yeah. I've done I've done my boundaries right I've done my raunchiest stuff in front of my grandma yeah. like I got this tattoo with my grandma we're okay so like but um, I've done I've done some raunchy stuff in front of my mom. There's just certain things I won't do in front of my dad. Yeah, he sure. just doesn't want to hear that. That's like fair. I don't have like super sexual stuff, yeah, but I have yeah. one joke about like that involves dick sucking, and it's not mm-hmm. even me doing it. But it's like but I just, just no, still don't yeah. want to talk. I'm about, sure you know? the dad doesn't want to. Dad hear doesn't want to hear me say yeah. that. You know, so like turn it off, dad. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I just don't I don't do the certain jokes yeah. in front of them. But that's also been good because like opening for Jen, I need clean material. Yeah. It's it's good to work on a variety yeah. of stuff. Do you, do you like doing clean? I know some comics like are. It's on not and my off favorite. So what I finally said to because my mom talks to me about this a lot. She's I mean obviously she's like I love it when you do clean. You know yeah. she doesn't care if I do. Our, dirty, our mom but, says that about this podcast, right? So. Yeah, so it's like I get it. But um, what I told her, I was like. I like writing clean and I like the challenge of it, but I don't think clean. So like it feels inauthentic sometimes. And I was like, I'm not a pessimist, but I'm, I'm not like going to just sit here and say everything's great either. So like, I mean, you heard the, the jokes I did today, right? Yeah. 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 The one that I had, I had another one that was darker. So it's like, do it, do it, do it, do it. Texas update. Special edition, Texas update, breaking news. Breaking news. President Biden finally visited the U S Mexico border for the first time in his two years as president last week when it, uh, but his his administration wanted to clarify that it only took so long because too many families were camping on the tarmac <laughs> <laughs> said President Biden, still waiting for my taco. <laughs> said President Biden, where am I? <laughs> said President Biden, I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023 already? Yep. Um, said Kamala Harris, I'm Mexican. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she would say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, for me, I'm like, yeah, I think of things that are silly, but then sometimes I'm like, well, it's silly because it's dark. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and what... I, don't throw her under the bus, but like offstage is, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name. The woman you opened for Jen, full white. Is she clean offstage too, or just, no, she's pretty, I think she's pretty honest about yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she doesn't like censor herself, but she's also not like disgusting. Yeah. She yeah. Yeah. Right. She just makes sure like not to mm-hmm. cuss yeah. um, on stage and stuff. Cause not everyone likes that. And yeah, I respect yeah. that. You for know? sure. And there's some just amazing comics who perform clean and yeah. even are clean kind of offstage as well. Yeah. yeah for like sure. Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze is just, just yeah, the Aaron, same. Aaron Weber, 
Tours on his yeah. podcast yeah. now. He featured with Jen and I on the okay. tour. Nice. So like he's the same way. He's yeah. just like the I'm, good I'm, old the I'm good old guy. Tennessee guy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, him. Yeah. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah. What uh, I was when we have comics on, I have to ask. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> worst bomb. Mm. Oh just biggest eat crap. Just a bag. But just I feel like I blacked it out. Oh, it's coming back. Well, one of them that I just remember because it was such an important night and of course it sucks. I got to do potluck at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. And honestly, thank God I've never been pulled at like Kill Tony or something because I used sure. to always sign up for both. I would like potluck is this. It's an open mic and it's what it sounds like. Yeah. A bunch of people sign up. They pull names. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's kind of rigged. You kind of yeah. need to know someone to get on it. And mm -hmm. I was finally friends with some door guys. So I yeah. got on it mm -hmm. and um, I was like, yes, but I was supposed to be third mm -hmm. on the lineup, which is actually pretty good yeah. um, for this, someone that the store doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And I go and both people in front of me didn't show up for their spot, which is you like hundreds of people sign up for potluck and they yeah. pulled 20 spots. And so first of all, like the audience and the host are already pissed because these yeah. first yeah. two like, comics are being funny. disrespectful. That's just, yeah, yeah they're being disrespectful. Yeah. And then like right before they're like, well, let's just get the third person to go up. They found one of them outside and they're and I was like, please let them go. Please let them go. And they're like, no, no, no. We're just going to have the third person go and they can go after her. And I was like, like why are you why? punishing me? Why? why do I have to do this? Yeah. And I went up and it, I mean, I don't, it was, it was not a good set. It was the room. It was a partially yes. Yeah. Also it's like, it's mostly it. comics and yeah. it's mostly comics that don't want to laugh for you because they're mm -hmm. also trying to get booked at they the don't store. Give yeah. 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 It's very competitive. It's weird. Yeah. So like there was like one family that accidentally showed up right on time mm -hmm. for the show and everyone knows not to show up on time for potluck, right. you know? So like, it's just one family and a bunch of comics and like the bookers in the back. And yeah. now like I'm the dick that actually showed yeah. up for my yeah. spot and that has to open, you know, five yeah. minutes early. Like you're having to <clears throat> get punished. Yeah. Also five it's... minutes early. I was yeah. sitting there yeah. being like, okay, let me make sure. Cause you only get like three minutes, yeah. you know, in a town you're not from by the way. Right. Yeah. I know. I'm like, dang. And the, I'm sure the door guy like pulled a string to get my name on yeah. there, you know? Shit. Damn. I've been to the comedy store but. several times. It's not an easy room. It's terrifying. Even on good nights, it's not an easy room. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a scary, I've gotten to do potluck twice. The other mm -hmm. time was better, but okay. like, it, it's scary. And I haven't gotten to do like a show show because yeah. the potluck audience is for sure the hardest because yeah. no one wants to be there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a interesting energy in that place. Yeah. Like that's, it's definitely haunted in there. Yeah. Definitely. Like, that's it's, the feeling of it. Yeah, Even if one you, is, yeah. Especially when you're here. Cause when we go to shows here, it just feels like everyone's having fun. Right. Like yeah. I haven't Everybody been to a show in Austin. Fun. I haven't been to a room in Austin yet where it's like, actually bad. Well, the stories yeah. you hear in New York and LA of like half the people are comics and they want you to fail. Well, that's like, the open mics too. Yeah. Like if you were to actually go to an open mic here, you'd see it. Yeah. It's really disheartening. Hey, open micers yeah. support each other. <laughs> when you, when you celebrate each other, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I did my first open mic last year at Buzzmill. Oh yeah. Okay. It that's was, a good one. It's a good one, but I did notice like, cause they have, the, they have chairs right in front. Right. And it's just comics sitting around. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, bro. Yeah. Just, well, you also had to go at like 1 a.m. Yeah, well, I, I went oh, last. You went last. Which is, yeah. I, I was, I just wanted to do it because right. I thought it'd be fun and um, it, I went last but still, like it just, the comics wouldn't fill in the seats No, and I'm, I'm curious as to why that happens. 
Honestly, I don't know because the what, one of the be- like biggest things comics will bitch about, especially mm-hmm. at a venue like Creek in the Cave, is yeah. that the audience always fills in the front last. Right. That's why like we try to get people to move yeah, up yeah, for our yeah. show. Yeah. I keep hitting this mic. Yeah. No, I do. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's like I think the front is just scary for some yeah. people, and then the comics are like, "Oh well, I'm a comic. I don't need to like <laughs> right. be an audience member. I'm here to chill and Leap work, example, even right? though they're just yeah, chain yeah. smoking cigarettes yeah. and talking shit. They're not even doing anything yeah. to work, you know? Freaking burnout. <laughs> That's why." You're f- poor. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mom. You look uh, like you're about to go bring on me a my coin rant. <laughs> no, no, I just sorry. I, I love comedy so much, and I love yeah. people like you so much. But the comics who are burnouts that don't show up on time and think they're funny, but all they do is talk shit and ride coattails, piss me off. <laughs> I mean, annoying. that's that's everything. That's right? fine. That's every um, industry. That's fine. It's fine. Um, I had a. Dang, I keep forgetting questions. What was I going to ask? Wait for it. Wait for <laughs> it. Just give Look it at the a, gears turning. <laughs> He's going to get there. Oh, do people from high school ever end up at your shows? And they're like, Allie from gym class. Oh my God. I had, <laughs> okay. So two, two instances where I didn't know someone from high school was going to be there. Yeah. One was at an open mic in round rock, right? Like, and I went there because it was one of the only open mics post COVID at first. Yeah. And it was like a girl from my high school, like couple girls from my high school that I didn't mm-hmm. know super well. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like immediately recognize but they them, knew you. Yeah. but they did. Well, probably cause they heard my name when I went on yeah. stage and mm-hmm. they were like, Oh, and, but <laughs> I got off after bombing at this open mic mm-hmm. and they were like, Allison, we come here every Tuesday. This is so fun. And I was like, Oh my they God, like, I'm, I'm never, never doing this. Open back mic. Here again. <laughs> I can't do this open mic anymore. Shit. You know? And then another time it was one of the times I got to do a secret show and I have a joke. Um, essentially like about a guy named Dallas as part of the punchline and mm-hmm. like, a friend of well, a friend from of mine from high school is named Dallas, and he was in the audience with a couple other people. No way! It wasn't yeah. about him but at he, all. Yeah, but it was like, yeah. did you know, he say anything? Or did no, you have like, like, like it was clearly not okay. about him. Yeah. But like, yeah. So it was just like it was just funny coincidence funny. that like oh, I saw them gosh. after the show. That's amazing. <laughs> but, how yeah. do you how do you keep your your discipline to hit the mics whenever there are experiences like driving three hours to Dallas and having a mic canceled? <laughs> because that broke my heart. That happened like, to you? This was Friday. Dude. I was on driving. Friday too? Because <laughs> yeah. you handled it like a champ. But like, I, you know, yeah. I would just like, I would rage quit and I might start doing it again. But in that moment, <laughs> I would be like, F this shit. Yeah. So I was booked by a comic who produces a show in Fort Worth. Yeah. Long story short. I've heard some stories about this venue in Fort Worth. Yes. This venue in Fort Worth has gotten pretty sketchy with its support for comics, okay. especially in one of its comedy rooms. But mm-hmm. Long story short, they weren't helping with ticket sales at all. We were running ads ourselves. We were doing a bunch of stuff trying to help. Mm -hmm. Two tickets sold on Friday. And this is like insane. Like the ad I was running alone had hundreds of clicks. So I'm like, this is insane. Y'all's website is fucked. Something's going on. And so um, I was like, well, it's Friday. Mm -hmm. I had like a sketch shoot. And so I was like, I'm just going to shoot this sketch with my friends and then start driving because I don't want to hit five o'clock Waco traffic. No, you do not. No. The lanes are open now. (laughs) Temple wasn't. (laughs) Um, It's always something. I know. But um, so anyway, like literally I'm exiting Waco Mm -hmm. at like 430 and Mm -hmm. the comic who booked me called and was like, hey, I'm just going to cancel because we still only have two tickets sold. Uh, I'm already like 
two hours into this ride. Yeah. So I was going to stay with a friend in Dallas that night anyway. So I was like, okay, it's either an hour and a half to her house or two hours plus in traffic back mm -hmm. to Austin. Let me just go visit Hannah. Yeah. So I just rerouted for Dallas and met her and we got dinner and she's pregnant and like exhausted. So I was like, oh. okay, rather than like making you host me tonight, yeah. like when you don't need to, I can just drive home. So like, yeah on the way out, like I knew that there was a show that some of my Dallas comic friends were doing. And, um, so I hit one of them up and I was just like, is it still happening? I haven't been to this club before. Mm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wrapping up, but come hang. So I did miss mm. the show, but they told me that I would have given me a guest spot if I'd gotten there yeah. on time. But it's yeah, dope. so I just got to go hang out at the club and check it out yeah. and meet some new people. So, yeah. I mean, even in that, it's like, yeah, I was definitely pissed. Cause like, not only did I just waste six hours of driving, but mm -hmm. like, I didn't get the money I was supposed mm -hmm. to make and like yada, yada. But like, now I know more people in the Dallas scene yeah. who are probably going to come do my show. Yeah. And yeah. you know, so for me, I was like, well, I may as well just like, make the most out of it mm. it's never been like a fuck this comedy sucks because yeah. <laughs> even if you feel that way in the moment it's like you gotta have perspective you yeah. have to have perspective and also like this is the most booked i've ever been for comedy yeah. stuff yeah. this month like mm -hmm. i was updating my website and it took so long yesterday and i was like <laughs> that has to be an awesome feeling yeah, no. but then i was like, like i'm yeah. so lucky i'm so glad this you know? sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so oh, i hate this yes yeah. <laughs> give me more yeah <laughs> are you booked uh, out in march yeah. already um Maybe a couple shows, but not like a ton. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. Right mm. um, anyway, um, yeah, that's a great segue. And th thank you for joining yeah. us. Yeah. And for, we love you so much. I and love like, you guys. And you are Just truly one of our favorite people. One of our people. favorite Aww. people. And obviously comics. one of our favorite comics. Um, where can people find you? Plug you got, everything you want to plug. Plug everything. You got Liddy Titty, just everything. And then we've, got, it to then we've got one more question. Oh, yes. gosh. Okay. Okay. So my personal stuff is Aliwo, A-L-L-I-W-O. Dot com. That's Instagram. You can find my Facebook that way. All that shit. The show is Liddy Titty Comedy at Liddy Titty Comedy on Instagram. Uh, we do second and fourth Tuesdays at Creek in the Cave at 8 p.m. But we're having a special edition birthday one. I don't know if this will be out before then, but Monday, January. It's on Monday, on right? It's, yeah. on Monday. it's on the day. Great. Tonight, Monday, Tonight. January 16th, my birthday. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> there is a special edition show with Mike Eaton because it's also his birthday. Battle of the Sex is gong show. Let's go. It's going to be insane. Are y'all going to get a tattoo of the other person's face on their body? <laughs> just two sexes. Okay, two sexes. Cool. Yeah. Not round the one, robin. The ones just... that me and Mike identify <laughs> yeah, as. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then that's that's pretty much. Oh, I'm starting uh, to co-host a new show called Alter Ego at the studio on East 6th as well. Heck with yeah. Big oh, Laugh Comedy. Heck so, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. You got it. You all right. Do, I got you it. Do it. We like to ask this of all of our guests, and I'm especially excited to hear oh, your answer. What does it mean to you to be a Texan? <laughs> um, I think it means to have values, stick to them and be nice to people. Like that's what, like the number one thing I hear from other people coming here is, wow, everyone's so nice. Just be nice, be kind, be kind, mm -hmm. be, be kind. kind, not Heck nice, yeah. be kind. Yeah. Yeah. I love have, va I love <laughs> have values, stick to them. Have I've values, never thought of it them. that way. Yeah. I like Heck it. Yeah. Have values, stick to them and be kind. And subscribe. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>